and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. I'm Nikki and I've hijacked the podcast. I'm joined by my favourite human in the world, Steph. Hello, Steph. Hello. This feels weird. It does feel weird. It feels weird to say hello and then say nothing afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's my life. So, yeah, for this, this is our 20th episode. Did you know? Boom. Yeah. And my really- celebration at a year i must say not yet not quite it still a year, seems no. weird that we only made 20 episodes in a year but i don't care because no maybe we'll make like 10 and we'll be yeah. at 30 who knows exactly. who knows but anyway this is a super special episode and it's a super special spooky episode Ooh. and that's why i've hijacked the podcast because i like a bit of spoops and steph's a bit of a baby yeah i'm a total baby that's fair it's an accurate representation of me so she's not going to enjoy this top five, but we're going to force her to enjoy it. So it struggle. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be amazing. It'll be full of spoopiness, which is just what I like. So we're just yeah. going to go straight into what this top five is about. And because it's spoopy time, spooptober, Spoops. Halloween, mm-hmm. we are having a special top five, which will be our top five horror games. And because it's the 20th episode, and because it's a special episode, we're going to be joined by Dan from Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. They're one yeah. of my favourites. So, without further ado, let's get into this. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so we have Dan from Real Life Ghost Story Podcast with us here today. Hi, Dan, and thank you for joining. Woo-hoo. No problems. I'm really excited and also really nervous, but it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Uh, we're excited to have you. Yes, and as I mentioned earlier, um, we are here because it's our top five horror games. I'm very excited for this because I love a bit of spoopy games and it's Halloween, so it just seems pretty perfect. Um, And I said we have Dan with us, and I'm a huge fan of your podcast, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, It makes me shit myself, but... (laughs) (laughs) It makes me shit myself as well, Uh, (laughs) because it's it's not my my bag to be scared by stuff, which makes this podcast even weirder, but... um, yeah, uh, I'm glad, really glad you enjoy it, and uh, we're so surprised by how many people do like it, so it's good to yeah. hear that we've got a couple of other fans as well. And likewise, yes. I am very much enjoying your podcast. Oh, thanks. Um, for someone that, that is a, a, a wannabe gamer, um, but it's not very good, it's very interesting to hear other people's takes on stuff about what, <laughs> what is actually good and, and how far you can get into a game if you know how to play them as well, stuff like that, so it's, it's really good to listen to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're that good, to be honest. But no. apparently, we're just good at talking shit. So okay. yeah, <laughs> just blagging our way through it. <laughs> Pretty much, just winging everything. But um, yeah, definitely check out Dan's podcast if you're a fan of yes. horror stuff, ghost stories, and things like that. Um, it's really good. But maybe don't listen to it at night time because I had to stop myself from doing that because I had nightmares. <laughs> Sorry. It's not your fault. I do it to myself. It's like watching horror movies at night that I just decide it's a great idea and then I'm up till like 5am in the morning. Um, yeah, I'm alone yeah. and it's dark. Let's let's creep myself out. I don't know why I do it to myself. It's like, oh, let's just let's listen to a scary podcast at night when I need to be up at like 6am. It's a great idea. I think it's got to be some kind of like human instinct though because like people love ghost stories even though it scares them and like most of our listeners say how much they're scared by it but then continue to listen to our podcast. So. <laughs> no. It's like self-abuse. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, to stop myself from talking, do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast? Uh, yeah, so our podcast is called Real Life Ghost Stories. Um, and each week we look at a different story, um, uh, supremely well read by my other half, um, Emma. 
in her lovely Irish accent. Um, it is a lovely accent. Not that yours is not nice, but it is. This is a very nice accent. It's soothing, which yeah. makes the ghost stories a little less scary, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I'm yeah, maybe that helps. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why people keep doing it. Like, I'm terrified, but it's so soothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you've also been doing uh, 31 games of horror, right? So every day you play like a different horror game? Yes. How's that been going? Talking of bright ideas that seem really good before you start doing them um yeah it's going really good um it's made me realize that actually as an adult um committing to something like that like playing games for a couple of hours each night is probably not the most sensible thing um however so far i'm doing okay i am actually one day behind as we're recording at the moment uh because i had to not do anything on saturday but it's yeah it's terrifying me um but it's given me some really good insight into the genre as a whole um and also what i like about games and what i don't so it's been quite a good little uh Good little experiment so far and it's nice being able to play across multiple platforms because i've uh, wasted lots of money on buying retro consoles <laughs> so it's been quite nice to play across cross platforms as well yeah that's awesome um were horror games your thing before or is this sort of like a first time delving so, into it i like being scared i'm one of those people like you guys i guess um but mm. at the same time i don't and actually when i was younger um i didn't like being scared so i kind of avoided them um i'm also not very good at games um well, I didn't think I was very good at games. Um, and then, and so that's kind of put me off some of them. Um, I don't want to say too much because I've got a feeling one of the games that I'd want to talk about might come up on a list later on. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm not, I haven't always been a horror gamer. Um, I've kind of gone in, fallen into it over the last sort of two, three, four years, maybe. Yeah. Um, but particularly over the last month. <laughs> cool. Do you think you'll keep at it after this? Um, yeah, there's definitely some games, like I've discovered some really good games that I've either been too scared to play or just didn't think I'd be any good at and so avoided them. Um, and then actually it turns out I'm all right. So um, awesome. definitely want to be going back to them at some point. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Well, let's get into this then. Let's okay. do the other intro. Okie dokie. What are you buying? Okay. I love I love so. that bit of music. Sorry, I just want to say that so you can hear it. <laughs> I love that bit of music. It's hard not to dance to. It's one yeah. of those. Every time, just you're gonna not. I'm like, I'm not gonna boogie. It's fine. I can resist. And then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just move my arms. Definitely was, yeah. got strange lips waiting in traffic listening to that drop on my headphones <laughs> in when I'm driving my car. So it's made some people happy, some people scared. You're affecting yeah. the world. <laughs> good, good. So it's nice to hear. And it was, as we said in our last episode, it was a beautiful mistake because it wasn't even meant to be. It was meant to be a joke intro, but now it's our main one and everyone oh, loves you're not, it. Yeah, you're absolutely not allowed to change it. <laughs> Ever. We can only add to it. I feel like one day we will add to it. Just make it the whole episode, be fine. Just all drop. Just release it as a single, it'd be fine. <laughs> we should, I thought we'd make some money. Oh, we could make a cool dance video. We'd get sued, <laughs> we'd get we sued by all the games that are, you know, dropped and stolen from it, but... Yeah, it's under 15 it. seconds, who cares? That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so as a very special part of the show, um, Dan has very kindly offered to donate four number four and three of his top five to us for a giveaway and seeing it is our 20th episode um we're gonna do that so you're gonna have dan's games that he's picked which is yeah, awesome dan. thank you dan yeah no worries 
And right. yeah, so what we'll do is um, obviously whoever whoever is going to get that probably already knows now who they are and who's going <laughs> to receive that. Hopefully you want it. Um, if not, we're going to put a few other little bits in there for you as well. Um, nothing weird. Don't worry. But yeah, so whoever's going to get four and three. <laughs> something weird, I promise, says the person. Like, now they're just going to think there is going to be something weird. Cause you've well, just to be fair, my it. number four might be the weird thing. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, whoever you are, lucky person, you're going to get weird it. shit in the post. Yeah. <laughs> so... What we're all here for is horror games. Before we do that, um, it's worth mentioning that obviously we may have crossovers. And if we do, then Beetle will make this noise. Oh! Oh, good, he didn't I'm say fully, thank you this time. Fully, fully <laughs> anticipating hearing that at some point during this top five. So. He's a wild one. Yeah. He will appear at some point. I feel so too, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Dan, if we've stolen at any point one of yours, just like yell at us and we'll I'll just make cry. sure that we stop what we're doing and let you cry. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, um, we were going to ask because we always try and let the guests go first. Do you want to go first? You don't have to, but you can if you want. Oh, see, I was debating this on the on the I want to say on the way to the podcast, but I haven't really gone anywhere. Um, I was debating it because I didn't know what would be advantageous to me in getting the stuff that I wanted to say out. Um, but then at the yeah. same time, I'm kind of scared to go first. It's hard to work out whether it's better to go first because you get the first pick. If yeah. that makes sense, but then anything could happen on like number four. So who okay. knows? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, if, it, if it helps, I'm going to be the one to go if you don't, and I don't think you'll have my number five. Does, is Perfect, that... let's go for it, yep. That sounds do you want me to do it? Yeah, go for it. All right, so my number five is Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Yeah, Anyone played that? that? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Steph? Um, I've played the first, uh, I don't know, like 10 minutes in VR, and then oh. I proceeded to poop myself and never play again. Oh, wait, was that oh. when you played around my house? No, I played it at oh. work. We did, like, a work party. Um, and I thought it'd be fine. And I literally saw nothing scary. It was just the pressure of walking through the forest got to me. This is how terrible I, I am at horror games. I'm desperate to play this because I want to play it in VR. I don't want to play it on the thing because I just can't imagine anything scarier. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what you say. Mm. Well, it's terrifying normally, let alone VR. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. I've only ever played the VR demo where you're sat on a chair where you basically get attacked. Uh, by a zombie but the idea of playing this in vr just sounds like a fucking nightmare so it's not for me on the vr but yeah i think the worst bit about the vr sorry nikki to just interrupt your spine <laughs> is um you know in like horror games where you have to go through a door and that's kind of always one of the scariest bits right you have to like open a door mm. and just peer in you kind of have to do that with your face like and you stick it like right into the door whereas normally if you have a controller oh, no. you can kind of do it and then look away from the tv you you can't you kind of have to just stick your face through the door and see what's there and that's the worst bit Ooh, yeah not be down with that. yeah <laughs> i just don't think putting your face through the door is a good idea that's like your most vulnerable part right put your like leg through or something first and don't put your face through <laughs> you're forced you have no option face that's first. horrible but we'll talk about the game not in vr um, it's <laughs> survival. Totally it's, it's fine. It's it's worthy conversation because it's probably one of the best. But because you didn't like um, do the intro, yeah, I know you're trying to take over. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's still a great game, not in VR. Uh, it's probably safer not to play it in VR. It's a survival horror game developed and published by Capcom. I'm going to give you a little bit of the story, but I'm not going to spoil it because, as Danny said, you probably will play it. 
Um, but I'll give you a little bit of a brief synopsis of what the kind of game is about. So you are Ethan Winters and he's drawn to a derrick plantation in Louisiana from a message from his wife Mia who's basically been presumed dead for years uh, you control him in first person as he basically searches for his wife and ends up in a creepy house and mm. what happens from that point on is fucking terrifying <laughs> a mix of you know typical Resident Evil stuff with Texas Chainsaw Massacre which oh, wow. not, that's... not my bag yeah that's um, intense that film gave me nightmares as a kid and probably traumatised me. And for some reason, I decided to play this game. Uh, you are basically in a house with a family, the Baker family, uh, with a guy called Jack, who's like the main dad of the household. He captures you. You're held by him and his wife, Marguerite, their son, Lucas, and an elderly woman <laughs> in a wheelchair. Marguerite does not sound like a threatening name. <laughs> She's a threatening woman, I'll tell you that. <laughs> She's fucking terrifying. <laughs> She's in like a nighty and she just wants to slap you all the time. Oh. Um, yeah, and so it's very Texas Chainsaw massacre You have to escape the hellhole, basically. I'm not going to go too much into the kind of story. Obviously, it's a Resident Evil game, so there's probably going to be more kind of zombie connections. Uh, it may be sort of hidden, you know, there may be like a hidden laboratory somewhere, but I'm not going to say any more about that. Um, and you're just stuck in this fucking house trying to solve puzzles and do all this shit when this fucking family oh it's ter- it's terrifying like because you hear them walking around and you have to avoid him and to me the guy is the most terrifying because you just hear his footsteps and he just shouts oh. nonsense yeah. and it feels so real and I think that's why it's terrifying in VR because it genuinely feels like you've been kidnapped and you're in hell yeah, I just people. I, I, I just can't imagine so. like if if VR takes off, how scary games are going to get. Oh. Yeah, I already can't deal with them when they're like yeah. you know fifty feet away on my TV, just in my face. Nope. Yeah. Just no. I'm I'm so impressed with anyone that has done this game in VR and completed it because I could barely handle it non VR. Um, it does get a little bit more cray. Like, I feel like a lot of Resident Evils do, where it kind of starts off being normal and then suddenly it's like there's all these weird fucking monsters that don't even look human anymore. Um, but I think the reason why I liked this one was because it emphasises a bit more over horror and exploration. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm not a huge fan of the last few Resident Evils. I love one and two, and the other ones I can give or take. It's yeah, probably a controversial opinion, but... No. no, I think I've heard that before. I think a few people I know have said, like, the original ones are really good and then five and six kind of lose their way a little bit and then it kind of goes back in seven. Yeah. Seven's been the one that I know anybody who is really big fan of number one or two has kind of appreciated again. Mm. For sure, yeah. Um, I feel like it's not exactly like the old ones because the old ones are kind of more just stupid, slow zombies. But I feel like this one really kind of although it's a bit different, could lay nice like groundwork or at least a nice progression for the game to go in, whereas it's a bit more horror and a bit more explory. Whereas I feel like the other Resident Evils are a bit more shooty, fighty, a bit more action-y. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I've played five. I have to say like I wasn't scared of five at all because it's so like just action shootery rather than like horror yeah. or explore or creepy mansion or whatever kind of deal. Yeah, I played yeah. five as part of my thirty-one days of terror, and I have to say, it, I really enjoyed it as a game. But it wasn't scary, mm. and I think a lot of that is because it's outside mm. um, and yeah. light. 
a lot of it takes yeah. place light and I like the change in scenery but it um yeah as a horror game maybe not so much yeah um but it does seem to be because I assumed this game was, was like a prequel because it seemed to make sense with not having huge zombie vibes but then kind of delving a bit more into like an outbreak potentially maybe where it started but apparently that's not even the case it seems that this actually this game is set after potentially which I found really confusing I tried to look into it and find out where the fuck this game was in the timeline and then I just gave up because I got angry and confused <laughs> um I, I'm just not sure, but it's it's fine. I feel like if they use this for the other games that will that will come out, then I think that they'll be a lot better. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it, really, other than it's fucking scary. <laughs> what was your um, what was your scariest moment of it? If it doesn't give too much of the story away, was there any particular things that stood out when you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just to be honest. There is a few jump scares. But I wouldn't say that there was, like, one moment that made me shit my pants. Okay. I would just say, like, it was a collection of just shit. There was, to be honest, it was quite a lot. Um, my worst parts were probably just in the beginning, where I was just trying to avoid the inbred weirdos that were just trying to, like, catch me. Yeah. Um, they sound awful. And the old lady in the wheelchair is also fucking terrifying. So that's all <laughs> I'm going to say about her. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think, if I think of films and stuff that i find scary it's always when it's like crazy people over maybe like demons or monsters you know what i mean like anything that's a little bit more people tends to feel a little bit more real which is a little bit more scary for me anyway yeah loads of people feel like that but for me i'm the opposite i'm like with at least with the person like i probably won't kill them because i'm really clumsy and stupid but someone might be able to (laughs) stop them whereas if it's supernatural you're not too sure how you stop it, but I guess yeah, that's where you, no, that's what true. you believe in. Yeah, I didn't think about I mean, that. I think I'm a bit in between. I find games like this, if they're done right, like like this one did with yeah. people, to be scary. If it's like Texas Chainsaw, very like disgusting. Like there was this, it's disgusting scenery. Like <laughs> other than it's filthy. Like they live, they live in shit. Basically, it's quite disturbing. To clean your house. <laughs> you do need to fucking clean it. So. But then also, I get really scared by paranormal games because, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you don't know what it is and it could do anything, really. Yeah, and it's even um, worse in a game as well because actually, in most cases, the object is to kill it. So if you don't know how to kill it... That's true. <laughs> it makes yeah. it worse. Yeah. I've said... I've realised I've said this and, like, the two things that have probably scarred me most recently have been, like, Insidious and watching you play, like, Blair Witch, Nikki. So they're both, yeah. like, not real. <laughs> That's true. It's very good I point. take it back. Um, I don't have loads of facts about this, but the one thing I will say is that apparently it was inspired by the PT demo, apparently, and Silent Hills. Mm. I don't know whether that's just been like compared, but supposedly that's connected, which makes a lot of sense because PT, I don't know if you ever watched any of like the demos or played it, Dan. No, I haven't. I've, I've, I've um, kind of seen clips of it. It was fucking terrifying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never played it myself. I only ever watched a playthrough, and I think I don't know, if, Steph, if you played it. I have played Can't it. Remember. Yeah, oh, wow. um, it's um, it, luckily I was in like a room full of people, so it was copable. Um, but yeah, it was really scary, and I feel like one of the first game kind of things to do like first person horror really well. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. think of many that to have yeah. done it like well before that. It's always been like third person or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think every, everything I've read about it just yeah. says 
it's the most incredible experience in terms of horror games going and it's really disappointing that they never finished it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but i have heard that nikki that like a resident evil was based off they kind of realized oh how popular pt was and how good it was at being a scary experience that they yeah. kind of then went with it how true that is though because obviously the well, time yeah. that they came out between that and pt was not the longest Apparently Capcom did respond to this comparison, everyone talking about it, by saying that Resident Evil 7 was in development long before the reveal of PT and said like, oh no, we definitely had nothing to do with it. Um, but who knows? Who mm. knows? But I feel like it, they're quite similar, especially in the demo of Resident Evil 7 to the demo of like PT. Like the kind of atmosphere and the first person kind of view of it is, is fairly similar, but obviously the contents is totally different. Yeah. Um, my other fact is that Apparently, according to scenario director Misa Sato, that Jack, who's like the dad, like the the guy of the family, the creepy guy, um, apparently was simply known as Daddy during the game's development. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that really creeped me out. It does, yeah. That yeah. is creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Apparently, the name Jack came from the character of Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson in The Shining. So that makes sense, because yeah. I feel like there's definitely similarities in craziness. Um, and let me have a look oh yeah so apparently with the development originally the zombies in the game were considered to return and were going to be sound sensitive so you'd have to hold down a button to have the player character hold their breath in order to get past one Uh but this was ultimately cut for making the game too tense which I agree with don't do it (laughs) it's a lovely idea but you'd kind of almost do it with them like you'd almost hold your breath while playing which I can imagine is not going to go well no just pass out <laughs> wake up st- out. zombies all over your screen it's not how I want it to with life. yeah um so that was my top five that was, well I wasn't my top five I always do that that was my <laughs> number time five. five it's like that's my whole top five everybody good night Done, bye <laughs> so yeah that's it um it's a great game it's definitely worth playing it has a really good story in it too and a nice little twist at the end um I'd recommend it if you've got the balls <laughs> is it the is it the Resident Evil that has the um like subtitle Biohazard like the original game? Yeah. You speak oh cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I've got the right cover in my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's called like Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, so that should be it. Okay, cool. If awesome. not, you may be getting another game, but it's fine. Okay. I'm gonna play that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So, Dan, if you wanna do your number five now. Yep. Okay. So before I say what my number five is, I kind of have to say how I've got to this conclusion because uh, there's a couple of <laughs> things. So I've got like I've, I've I've rated them on two different things, like whether they're a good game uh, in reality, and then whether I can play them. This is actually three things, not two things, uh, and how scary they are. So they're kind of it's kind of the mold between those three things um, to try and get to a top five. But I realised that a couple of these games were universe or one at least was universally panned but i really enjoyed it <laughs> that's okay. fine i like you've got a system five. like oh, i don't think we've ever been that organized to think of an actual system i've just gone i like it it's going in yeah that's yeah. probably the best way of doing it but i was just like i was i'm really aware that one of the games wasn't really well received but i'm going to justify why i chose it so um you i kind of need to it. get that now okay so my number five is uh layers of fear oh Oh, I've stolen it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Nikki. It always seems to happen when we've got a guest on and Steph loves it. <laughs> it's because I never get to do it to you and it's more satisfying because you can't swear at the guests as much as me. <laughs> so I That's what you think. <laughs> had a feeling that you might have this, which is why I put it 
a, a place lower than I had it initially so that I get wow. to talk about it. <laughs> wow. Crafty. I love it. I don't think it. I've ever done that, but oh, I, I respect that. I think uh, I've done that once to you because I've always worried you were going to steal one and I've moved the order. Well done, it's fine. Dan. I appreciate this. Mainly because out of all the games I played, this is the one that messed with my head the most. Um, I'm not surprised. Oh, so I, I just needed to talk about it. But just to... It's one of the games that I played for uh, 31 Days of Horror. I made the mistake of playing it on the Twitch stream um, and then couldn't bring myself to end the Twitch stream. So four hours later and, and two o'clock in the morning, I was still playing it. Um, oh <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, it is hands down in terms of gaming, the one that has totally messed with my head more than anything else. Um, so to just give you a synopsis, it is set in the 1920s in the United States um, and you are, um, it's, yeah, let me start that again. <laughs> You're Sorry. playing first person as a painter who is coming home to his house after a court case to finish his magnum opus, which is like masterpiece or whatever. Um, and it's basically a, a kind of puzzle game, I guess, you to start with anyway. So you kind of have to walk around and work out what you're supposed to be doing, um, picking up items, walking around. What is a creepy house anyway to begin with? Um, and then once you make the mistake of putting your first stroke on, the um on the on the on the painting um everything gets a little bit weird uh, <laughs> um so the purpose of it i guess is to explore and to finish your painting however every decision you make affects what happens next and i just couldn't deal with this game because yeah <laughs> it got to a point where basically every time you open a door that's essentially you making a decision and then the the, the layout of the game changes so there's loads of times where you open a door and you walk towards another door and that door's locked. So you turn around and then when you turn around, everything's changed. And yeah, I just couldn't, I just could not mm-hmm. handle it. And then uh, the second part of the story that I unlocked was all about dolls. Um, oh. <laughs> and and I, I hate this. dolls. Isn't there a bit like a bit where there's like a baby in like a box or something? I remember that yeah. bit. Yeah. I remember just shitting myself. So it, it won't spoil anything because I think like the way that the game is made is that you will have a different experience to me anyway if you play it. But there's this uh, room where you walk in and having already seen loads of dolls where you walk in and there's a wheelchair um, that moved inexplicably in a, in a previous stage um, and it's under a spotlight and sat in, in the wheelchair is, is a doll, a very scary looking <laughs> doll. Um, and you, I, I, my instant reaction was to turn around and try and nope out of there, but they lock the doors behind you, which is really nice. Um, oh. So I spent a good 10 minutes of my stream <laughs> going, I don't think I could do this. I don't think I could do this. Is there any way, other way out of this room? And there's not, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, yeah, oh. I, just, I just could not handle this. And I got to the point at the end of the game, uh, towards the end of my stream, rather, where I was realizing that the door was that the room was changing when i turned around so i was walking backwards away from the door to see if i could get back through the door i came in without it changing but it doesn't work like that i'm afraid oh man this <laughs> just um, sounds yeah. awful it I really remember, was like yeah i remember the fact that it's if i forgot that it's like if you go through certain doors it changes and everything is different i remember thinking oh like i really want to know like what what else because i know there's different endings like what would be in that room and then i remember just being like no i'm never playing this ever again once it's done it's done and that's it <laughs> i can't handle this the second time around and and you can also die but however many times you die also factors into how the game outlines apparently and it yeah. changes your game experience which is just another ah thing so there's three endings to this game which i'm not going to tell you what they are but one of them is apparently an endless loop um 
Oh, no, which must be God. super frustrating. Um, I didn't get that far because I got to a bit where I couldn't work out how to do it. And it was two o'clock in the morning and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but I am determined to see this through to the end because I thoroughly enjoyed being weirded out. Um, but yeah, apparently one of the endings is a continuous loop, which must be so frustrating. And knowing me, it would take me a couple of hours to realise I was stuck in the loop. I, I was going to say, I feel like if you got <laughs> that ending, we probably wouldn't be here and you'd probably still be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I never leave. <laughs> I only had two people with me at the end of the stream as well so I don't know why I was still playing I was just like oh god I've seen this through and then I was like no I can't handle this anymore uh, yeah I feel like it gets like that though because you just want it to be over like you mm. need to end it otherwise if you don't you know that you have to come back to it and deal with it all over again yeah I, I just felt like it was one of those games that potentially has got like maybe like single figure hour play gameplay in it so I was like I, I could potentially complete this on stream which would be a really good thing to be able to do um, so I just kept playing and kept playing and I was like, no, my, my brain can't take this anymore. <laughs> Is it one of those games where you never really have any safe spaces? Like, no, you can't go to like a nice room and be oh, like, yeah. okay, I can chill out in here and then do the next bit. It's like, you just don't get that because obviously it's changing all the time. I think every time you get back to the artist studio, there's a relative ease because you recognize it, even though it's changed, it's still yeah. the same place. So you kind of know that you've got to that end point. But it's still, for me, it was traumatic because as soon as I hit the doll level, every time I went back, there was dolls hanging up in the room. So I was like, this is not, this is not what I want to see. Yeah. Um, but it's just really clever. And I love a clever game. Um, and as someone who has no programming experience to, to, to try and comprehend how someone can create something that changes every time you turn around is just beyond me, just baffled me. So I really rate this game very yeah. like highly. Um, and put it lower so I could get the opportunity to talk about it, which is a bit cheeky. <laughs> but you, you were smart because I had it and I was going to do it for my number two. So uh, I think. Yeah, I'm making you worry about this game quite a bit. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, it's one of those games I think it's like an experience, like a literal like mental experience because it's almost like you don't have to be like good at gaming just to sort of to go through it all. You just need like, I don't know, a strong stomach because... For me, yeah, it was it was just terrifying. And there were some scenes, scenes that weren't even don't aren't even that bad to the people. There was like a piano scene in the basement. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Just getting down to the basement was hard. It was fine, but just walking down those stairs and like, oh, yeah, just like visually, the game was terrifying. Even without like any of the spooky shit happening, the way that they kind of did it. Well, I got to like before it even started the actual bit where everything starts changing, and I was just in the normal house at the beginning when you walk into the wife's. Um, or their bedroom, and the the gramophone started playing. I nearly stopped playing at that point. That <laughs> didn't even got scary at that point. So it's just these little things like that. But I love I love clever games, and I think this is really clever. I don't know how much longevity it's got in it after you've played it like maybe twice, but it's yeah. so it's so good, worth playing once at least. Yeah, and like you said, if it stays with you for that long, kind of don't need to do it again. Isn't there no. a second one as well? Yeah, so is, that's. Yeah. That was one of my facts because I was struggling to get facts. But yeah, there's oh, a there's a sequel. No, sorry, there's a sequel and some additional like download content which I've also got to play at some point. And the download content is um, called Masterpiece and it's set in the 60s uh, with his daughter, his grown up daughter, returning back to the house. So I'm very intrigued to play that as well, um, mm-hmm. just to see how it 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 goes. And then there's the sequel as well. So yeah, it just depends how how much I want to ruin my mind. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have actually played the DLC. I played it when it came out. It is really good. It's the same kind of thing, really. I wouldn't say too much has changed. There's probably... The worst thing for you, though, really, is there's a lot of to do with, like, children's rooms because it's about the daughter. So there's more dolls, but you'll be fine. 
So yeah, it's not <laughs> just the doll though, because there's, he imagines his little daughter running around the house as well. So there's this creepy little bit where there's this like toddler running around laughing. Uh. Oh, oh, there was so much of that. I think if you were watching me on the stream, I think you would have just thought I was the most pathetic individual <laughs> in the world because I spent is, about 10 minutes yeah. getting the courage up to walk past that doll. <laughs> is that the fair. bit where, I don't know if this is the DLC or if this is in the main game, but there's a bit where the little like doll baby thing is like running around and it like walk, it like runs into the wall yeah. and just slams. I died. I like generally the whole game I was pretty serious, but at that bit I just couldn't yeah. stop laughing. So after, yeah, that was the thing after I got, past the initial scare of it because it did really I, I hate kids not kids in general but i hate creepy kids um and i hate and i hate dolls and once i got past that initial scare when i saw that it was just repeatedly on a loop running into the wall i think that did ease the tension a little bit i have to say just that noise was great yes yeah. <laughs> um did you have any other facts by the way um yeah i've got a couple of just random things um i don't know whether they're really facts but i just like useful information so i got it's got a full HD port to the Switch now, which I think is cool because Switch is a great little console. Oh, um, I didn't, sorry, I didn't realise it was like a full uh, actual port. I wondered whether it was just like a different version of the game. Apparently, to what from what I read, it was a full HD port, so it should be oh, exactly cool. the same. And the Switch is obviously a cool little console anyway. Um, it has a physical release for PS4 and Switch by Limited Run, which was cool. And this one links to your last one in that it was actually heavily inspired by PT. Oh, and they actually admitted that as well. Yeah, the, the developer Raphael Bassage said that the cancelled demo was a massive inspiration to what they did. So it's on record as saying that that was, um, was yeah. an inspiration for them. But that's all I've got in terms of facts, unfortunately. That's good. Nice. Um, I couldn't really find any to be This was the one that I did literally find nothing on. I pretty much had the same ones as yours, like about how there's layers for two, which I was meant to play and stream, but I just didn't get around to doing. So I wanted to put it in the list. But then I was kind of thinking, well... Everyone's shit on it a little bit, so I don't reckon it'll be in my top five anyway, but I'm definitely going to play it soon because um, it's on a boat and it looks quite scary. Oh, it's um, on the boat scary really anyway. for me, really, about this game. The, literally the only... Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I wrote, really... You did this... You explained the story really well, was that he was a bit of a bastard. Oh, uh, a massive And then I wrote, bastard. no, actually, a massive bastard. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no, wait. He was a dick. Like, he was just insane and a bit of a knob, so... That was it. That's literally what yes, I'm about. I mean, some of us... So if you read, like, the uh, the, the sort of wiki run-through of it, it says that um, it says that he goes around the house collecting art materials, but some of those art materials are really questionable, and that's all I'm going to say, which sort of feeds into <laughs> what you're saying about him being a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I won't, I won't spoil it either, but it's fucked up. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So well, that, was, that was my top five. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's I don't have any backups, but it's fine. Uh, I have one of mine. No, it's fine. I've um, I've got something that I'm going to talk about, so we'll. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. She's fine, Dan. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, about I'm it. sorry. <laughs> it's fine. The last Dan also stole mine, I think. So it's just the last time we get a Dan on the podcast. Yeah, no, he did. He did. I remember. Yeah, yeah. he did. I'm appreciating having all these Dans. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Nice. Does this mean it's my yeah. four? Yes. I'm doing number four. Um, what have I put number four? I have put um, a game called Stories Untold. Have either of you heard of this game? No. No. Okay. Um, it is a game. It's uh, based on the PC and Mac 
Um, it came out not very long ago, I think 2017. Um, and I think the developer also made a game called uh, Not Observer. It's very similar to Observer, and I can't remember what it is. But it's um, it's a basically it's a text-based adventure game, which makes it not sound scary at all. But um, it's kind of a bit like a interactive story thing. So you're sat at a desk. It's kind of done in episodes. But for the first one, at least, you're sat in front of like an old style monitor and you're reading the story kind of thing as it comes up on this like 80s style um, desk slash, uh, you know, like old computer. I can't think of the word for it. Like, um, I mean, a kind of machine. And um, it's kind of just like text based. So you have to go like go to bedroom or go look at object kind of thing um but the way that this is a scary game which it doesn't sound like because you're just kind of reading is that you're kind of based in a 3d room and as you're doing stuff like on the computer as you're kind of typing in and doing stuff on the story slowly things start to get a bit weirder in the room and the stuff from the computer like the stuff that you're reading starts to interfere with the room that you're sat in so um there's a bit in the first one which I'll try not to spoil too much for these, but um, like the alarm on the clock goes off and it says it in the text. So you kind of have to say like, turn off alarm and type it in and then it turns off the thing in the room. And these kind of things start like segregating and then you hear sounds of the story that you're reading like around you and things. Um, it's really atmospheric and it sounds like it shouldn't be for basically something that you're reading, but it does it really well, at, like sucking you into the story and then also kind of playing around with you by turning off lights and stuff suddenly or like flickering things as you're to- like listening about it on the on the screen. Um, it's very, it's got a very cool Stranger Things vibe because it's all like 80s, and the text, especially, like, if you look at the front cover of the game or, like, the logo of the game, it's really, like, Stranger Things text. It's, like, red, bold kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a, I've only played probably, like, one of the four stories in there. Um, and it's quite difficult to talk about any of them without spoiling, like, the whole kind of thing and experience. So it's really difficult to talk about. Um, but it's a good game. It's interesting and it's probably not like the most obvious horror game that you were but i'm such a wimp that i can't play like the normal feeling horror games that i know really would scare me but i think this did a really good job of kind of creeping me out but literally just being me typing stuff into a computer so was it like a sorry was it like an uneasy feeling or was it like uh were there moments where you were like genuinely freaked out by what was going on um, I think it's mostly an, an ease and it does build. Um, there was one point where it did make me jump a little bit because you're kind of reading about something and then you hear a loud bang like from somewhere. And it, yeah. I had like headphones and stuff on, so it kind of made it like 10 times worse as well. And like I said, the you can see like lights suddenly like turn off and things because, yeah, it's a weird build yeah. of suspense, but you are just mm. reading. I mean, admittedly, it's a bit relatable considering that we're probably all sat at computers right now and yep. you know who knows what's in the corner of the room that's kind of scary so i yeah. get it i understand why this would be creepy yeah, yeah your field of view is definitely like warped but yeah it's weird 
There's, the, there's like half a room behind me now and you're actually freaking me out a little bit. So, um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it sounds interesting. I think for me, it doesn't take much to scare me. And when you say like, it, yeah, it's not your typical sort of scary, action-y horror game. I think, you know, horror novels have been a thing for a long time. I think like thing, it's very easy for some things to scare you if it's done well. Um, it sounds, it looks really cool. I've had a little look on, on Google. Yeah, I, like um, I only ended up playing it because it was free on like Epic Games like a little while ago. Um, I don't think it costs very much either to get it on PC. I'm playing it on like Mac at work as well, um, so it's like even easier. But yeah, it's um, it's good. It's a weird one, but it is really good. It's definitely good at telling a story. And yeah, if you like Stranger Things, I think you'll like it. There's definitely some stuff, and there's some weird things apparently later on that they think you can kind of replay it and see where it's going later on but um yeah i can't talk about it too much without spoiling it so i won't it sounds pretty it sounds really good i want to check it out yeah and i think i did the first episode in like 20 minutes so i think you could get through it pretty quickly so that would definitely be one to add for this month because it'll be quick (laughs) (laughs) i think you could probably get through it in like the evening you'd be sorted um annoyingly i don't have any facts because there was literally no facts about this game because it's quite new and I think it's quite indie. It was really hard to find anything that weren't just like spoilers for the later game and people kind of like fan theorying yeah. about what was happening. So yeah, annoyingly I have like no facts. But um, yeah, I think if you like text-based things and typing and you like atmospheric Stranger Things, you can go for it. Sounds good. I think you need to put out a message to indie developers that when they make games, they need to include some facts for you to talk about on this podcast. That would be nice. <laughs> that would true. be really considerate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah that was a good one. I'm, I'm interested in that. Number four. I'm definitely yeah. going to check it out. Do it. So, yeah, Dan, what is your number four and giveaway game? Okay, so my number four. Oh, I feel like I do need a drum roll for this, but I'm not going to do one. Oh, hey. Yeah. Um, is called obscure on the xbox um which is a game that i'm guessing none of you've got because the drop hasn't come in that doesn't surprise me in the slightest (laughs) um it is a game that wasn't very well received actually um but i really enjoyed it um it is a third person survival horror game that is set in a high school and it feels very much like a noughties teen horror movie, which is might be why I like it, because I guess I was a bit younger back then. Um, so that makes me feel young. Um, <laughs> the premise is basically that there are... Um, f- there's five main characters in this, but one of them goes missing after the first level. Um, so you're left with four, um, and they all go to this school in this high school, and they get shut in the high school after hours because they're looking for their friend that inexplicably goes missing after school, and nobody really cares about this other than his three four friends, rather. Um, and then as they're searching for their friend, they they start to discover that their high school is not as it seems, and some weird stuff has been going on in their high school. Um, the reason I like this game so much is that there are five, there are five characters in total um, that you can control at different points during the game, um, but for the majority of it, there's four, and each character has like a different skill set. Um, and so as you walk around the game doing your different things killing various different zombies and stuff um, you have to decide which one of the other three you're going to take with you and which one you're going to control so there's kind of a little bit of a thought process behind it Um, and basically like most horror survival things it's um, someone's been experimenting on humans again and surprise surprise it's gone wrong 
Um, so <laughs> when will they learn? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like nobody ever thinks about these things. I mean, didn't you play Resident Evil? Um, but yeah, it's it's cool because you kind of it, it takes you a while to discover what um, actually helps you defeat these um, creatures. Um, by a while, I say two episodes, two levels, but it's um, it's me that's playing this game, so it was a while. Um, uh, you get some weapons, and you do get to kill things, so it's not just running away from stuff. Um, but I really thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, and I think I enjoyed it because the premise is so cheesy, um, and the gameplay is so accessible. So for someone that's not naturally very good at games, um, I was able to get quite far into this game, and I desperately want to go back and finish it off. Um, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the synopsis of it. Have either uh, of you played it? No, I've not even really heard of it, but the sound of it, it sounds amazing. Like the 90s kind of early horror-y 2000s-esque feel it just sounds great. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, I did it's... watch your stories of it as well. Actually, it did. Oh, it looked amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed playing it, um, and I feel like I wish I'd thought a bit more sensibly with some of my decisions I made early on because it meant that I only had three cast members quite early on because um, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. Um, but I think it's just it's just like a really fun game, and it's actually available on like three different platforms. So you can play it on the original Xbox or on PS2 or on the Wii. Um, it gets quite pricey depending on what platform you're playing it on but I have the power of the Xbox compared to the PS2 so it would suggest that it's probably the better version um, but that's my bias because that's the version I've got to give away <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had a quick Google of it as well actually and I really like how the title on one of the covers is in school they teach you things you never wanted to know about which I find funny because there's a lot that I didn't <laughs> that's want to the, know uh, about. that's on the Xbox one as well actually I think that's like the tagline <laughs> so another one says featuring the music of some 41 and span who's span okay so i've I, that's actually one of my facts so i'm going to come back to that in a second <laughs> okay, um, but part part of what sold me on this was the intro where it's just there's just still waiting by some 41 playing and i was just like okay Amazing. i don't really care whether this is good or not i'm enjoying this intro yeah. um yeah <laughs> so it just great it's just very much of the era i think and for me like obviously i'm a bit older than you guys i think so um for me, the 2000s was like when I was a mid to late teenager. Uh, and so it's just, it just fit in. And I guess I, I kind of always wanted to be one of these guys at school and I wasn't. So it's kind of cool to play that out in a bit of a horror setting. I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to reveal our age, but we were about the same. So. <laughs> oh, okay. We are also old. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously all 21. Um, yeah. Literally. <laughs> At least always. in my mind. <laughs> Never age. But yeah. That's a good okay. one. Do you want some facts? Yeah. Always. Okay, so I've chosen some of these facts where I don't actually know whether this is interesting or not, but I was just like, okay, that might mean something to someone. Um, so in terms of the main characters, the character of Ashley is voiced by an American actress called Tara Platt, who also voices a character called Tamari in Naruto. And I know Naruto is popular, so it might mean something to someone. It doesn't to me. Um <laughs> But the other guy, uh, another guy, Josh, is voiced by Sam Regal, who also voices another computer game character that does mean something to me. And he's actually the voice of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which oh, is a nice. cool little game on the DS. So it's a good um, name. Yeah. So that's an interesting fact one. Um, so the rest of my facts revolve around the music. Um, <laughs> so as you quite rightly pointed out, it does say on the front that the game features songs by Sum 41. Um, it actually just features one song, 
by Sun oh, 41 <laughs> and it only plays on the title screen and that's it so you never hear that song again oh, okay. <laughs> um, and if they ever re-release it they won't be able to use it because they lost the license with Sun 41 so that's oh, it oh, um, there's another band called Span who I've never heard of before um, however this actually features two songs by them but it's kind of by accident um, so the song plays uh, during the game at some point and it's correctly titled so it is the song that it says it is but then also as in the bonus section, you can apparently play the same song. However, when you click on it, it actually plays a different Span song. So I don't quite know how they managed to do that. <laughs> is, is Span good? I'm dying to know. They're just they're similar to some 41 uh, new metal kind of very of the era of that kind of skate kind of thing. It's it's yeah. the song I have never heard of them. The song I listen to, it's cool, um, but it's not going to make me pay money to download any of their songs. Um yeah. And then my other fact also says that if you buy this game from a different place in Europe, you'll get a different song at various different points in the game. So you get a, there's a French artist that sings a French song on the French version. And if you complete the game, you unlock their music video. And it's different if you're in Italy, it's a different artist. And you get a different song and a different video at the end. But if you've got our version, I think it just unlocks the spam video. (laughs) (laughs) Just get spam. It sounds too close to spam for me to really get behind this band. (laughs) That's what I thought it said when I first read it. Song by one and spam. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a great game and I'm kind of tempted to just not let you give this game away and just get you to send it to me. (laughs) Well, I'm going to send it to you and it's up to you what you do with it. Um, I've got, like I said, I've got two copies of this so I really don't need to. I, I... ordered it well i bid on it on ebay thinking i wouldn't win it because i really lowballed the guy and then went and bought it and then also won it on ebay so i was like okay i've got, I've got two copies of it but it is a great game and i'm quite willing to uh, share the love with this but i won't be giving away my original copy that's fair <laughs> that's fine i'm sure someone will enjoy it a lot <laughs> which might be steph yeah, yeah. <laughs> it probably will be me. It sounds really interesting. Like, I feel like this is the kind of horror stuff that I could play because I... it's just kind of cheesy enough for me to not feel too terrified. Yeah. But also, like you said, it's not, and it's not difficult because I think that's all my like gaming ability just goes out the window when I'm scared and I just want to throw a controller or run into a wall. So it's got the same kind of third person shooting dynamics as a lot of these games have got where you kind of have to aim and shoot, mm. but it's just the right side of complicated for me so it's not overly complicated there's still a bit of challenge to it but it's not too complicated and there's still a nice number of jump scares but actually because it's so cheesy it's not that scary it is scary in places because the jumps and actually the content's quite dark but actually there's lots of points where you're like okay this is not too bad as long as i kill them i'm all right nothing's gonna come and get me later (laughs) (laughs) nice Uh, yeah so that's my number four awesome Cool. Right, well, I think that's me now, isn't it? It is you. So, as my uh, other one, unfortunately, got taken away. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I don't my have strategy. any backups. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and normally I'm like, eh, it's fine. Because I thought I put, I thought I put Laserbeer quite low down. Because I had a feeling you might take it. But apparently I'm not low enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> stupidly, because I didn't have any time, I didn't make any backups. Um, but I am going to talk about a game. This game, I have only picked and to put in here because it's a game that I recently played. It's probably not really a good reflection, but the thing is, I don't want to put a video game in here that I haven't researched and got facts for that I really like. So we're just going to go with this one, because it's a nice one to just slot in, and that is going to be Blair Witch. Oh, oh nice. good. I'm glad you're going to talk about this, because I haven't got an Xbox One, 
um, and it's not um, on PS4 yet, and I desperately want to play this, so it's good to Yeah. Well, I won't spoil too much of it because I don't really have anything in front of me, but I've got Wikipedia at the ready, so <laughs> I can tell you that it's a psychological survival horror game developed, developed by Bloober, who Bloober team also lays a fear, right? And Observer. Yeah. Oh, so nice. They're, they're pretty fucking good at the scary stuff. Um, this game was obviously based on the movie, and it was it takes place two years after the original film. And the game follows former police officer Ellis Lynch as he joins the search in Black Hills Forest for a missing boy. So I streamed this, as a few of you will know, whoever was there with me during the long haul. And it sort of starts off, you're in a forest and you've got a dog. And the dog is one of the best things about this game. But you soon start to realise it's the worst thing about the game. Because, yes, you worry about yourself in these games. It's scary to be you. But the other thing is the fact that you have this just adorable little dog with you and you're like, shit, the worst is going to happen, isn't it? Like, you just realise that you have something to, like, worry for. Oh, no. It it just, it makes it so much harder. And I'm not giving anything away. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything that happens. But it's just that feeling of being like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, a companion to, oh, no, what's going to happen? Because obviously you're not going into a nice place. You're going into the fucking Blair Witch Forest and anyone that's seen that movie... Knows it's fucking scary. Not good, not good. Yeah, yeah. it's not good times. <clears throat> so, just going to describe it from memory, really. Um, it's quite clever. You use the dog to kind of get around a little bit. Um, the dog bullet kind of helps you track things, make your way around a little bit. And then you start to pick up a few little weird things. Like, you pick up, like, video cameras and tapes. And <laughs> I can't really describe this, but the things that you see in your video camera you can make appear in front of you. I feel like it's a very Team Bloober thing to do things like that. Uh, Very clever little psychological bits and bobs, but it works really, really well. Um, You see lots of other weird shit, like typical Blair Witch stick people hanging and um, the weird witch dildos, as I called them. (laughs) 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 Which basically weird sticks that have been carved in like weird ways Mm. that resemble phallic objects so yeah so it's finding those along the way and and some pictures of other people and as you're kind of kind of layers of fear style as you go along everything kind of just starts to just slowly just go to shit your mind starts just to fall away the dog is like the one consistent thing you have which is really really nice the dog kind of keeps you sane but as you go through everything just there's these weird bush monsters it gets strange um, it's quite a long game, sometimes glitchy. I got stuck for a while in the forest, which was very stressful. And for anyone that was there, I'm really sorry. It went on for about half an hour and I couldn't figure it out. Um, so I'm not going to say that this game is amazing in that way. Like, there's definitely a lot of bugs that can definitely be fixed. But the atmosphere that they create with the forest is quite good. Uh, I think forests anyway are really scary. I don't yeah, know how anyone feels about forests. I'm not yeah. into them. At night time, just no. Yeah, it's not a good Just time. in general as well. I think if they're really dense, it's just you can't see anything yeah. other than trees and every direction looks the same. It doesn't surprise well, me like, that loads of people go missing, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. For me, like, I don't really like being in forests by myself. I think it's because I start to think about the Blair Witch and getting yeah. lost and then, like, this weird <laughs> demon taking me away to a weird house. That's so, fair. It's a normal yeah. fear. So that setting's already quite scary. The actual monsters, you can kind of... I don't want to give too much away, but you do kind of see these monstery things. I think we call them disco aliens. We did They're call not them too disco bad. Aliens. 
But <laughs> so when you get towards the end of the game, not going to spoil anything, where there's like some houses and shit. And that's to me the scariest part of the game. I felt okay up until that point. And it was the same thing with you, Dan, where you're in layers of fear and you felt like you had to just keep going. Yes. I wanted to finish this game. At this point, I was like stubborn and I'm like, I'm doing this. And it just got worse. And I just kept thinking it was going to end. And it just got worse and scarier and horrible. There was bits where I couldn't even look up. My character could only look down. Oh. It was it was so intense. <laughs> the people that were like on the stream were just like like telling me like oh not it's not you know it's you haven't got long like just keep going and I remember just the whole time I was just so weak <laughs> and by the end of it I felt like I just felt so defeated I finished it and it was fine but I was exhausted mentally it was a trip it was a lot that game especially towards the end I remember watching because I kind of ended up dropping in and out of your stream quite a bit and a lot of it when you were in the forest like because it was a lot of trying to navigate through the forest and stuff which was creepy um, but it was just kind of like a long creepiness and you just kind of, yeah. you know, getting on and you had your dog and it was all good and stuff and things like that. And then like towards the end, everything just started to build. And like you said, you got to the house and it was just like, everything was just building and building and getting like more intense. And I think as well, because you're in that like small confined area, like in a house, it's always a little bit creepier because it's like, mm. you can't just run like, because there's just rooms and you don't know what you're going to find in any of those rooms and stuff like this. It's not like in the forest almost, you can just run and yeah, okay, you might get lost, but at least you're kind of like open yeah. in the house. It was just really like, I don't know. You're right. It first felt way more intense in yeah. that house. And there was it, yeah. like ghost trails <laughs> you called them ghost jizz actually i'm sorry i'm tainting the podcast trails. i'm sorry <laughs> i was trying to alleviate some of your stress and brighten your mood it did make me laugh but at that point i was probably mid-breakdown yeah um so you got all this to look forward to dan oh yeah sounds it sounds amazing I, I can't wait i mean i'm so gutted that i haven't got an xbox one <laughs> um i would say that for me it was, although the, the ending was like the sort of end part of the game, it was almost like what I say ending, it was probably like an hour, was long. It was probably the best part of the game for me because it was it was almost like they condensed it all down to one really scary bit. The rest of it was tiresome and scary, but this bit was like, I would rate that like nine out of ten, whereas the rest of the game I'd say like maybe like a six or a five. Okay. Um, it was just that end bit that really sold it for me. And it was going to potentially be in the top five just for that. But I thought, well, I can't really put a game in just for like a bit of it. So, but I'm glad that we've spoken about it because I feel like I had to get it off my chest because it was stressful. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. You know the dog? Yeah. Does the dog give you away? Because that would be my problem with having a dog is that oh. it makes a lot of noise. Uh, yeah. So there are some points where you've got to maneuver around the forest yeah. And there's some beings and you kind of have to keep the dog close to you. But you can okay. tell the dog to stay close. Okay. But the dog can give you away if you don't keep him close to you. Okay. Yeah, see. Um, oh, this guy sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, this bit was more frustrating for me because this is where the game glitched. But the rest of it's fine. Most of the time you're just worried for the dog, Yeah. to be okay. honest. Um, it's definitely worth play for anyone that's considering it. I think it's worth a go. It, apparently the game time is about six hours. Felt like longer for me. But yeah, um, if you do it properly without any glitches, I imagine it's about six hours. It's okay. worth it. It's a good horror game. I feel like it's one of those ones that is not going to like stand out like Layers of Fear, but it's it's worth playing if you're into it. Would you buy an Xbox One for it? I don't have any <laughs> No. 
No, you wouldn't buy an extra I wouldn't, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other things that you should buy an Xbox One for, but... <laughs> this is just one of the extra reasons. <laughs> it's not worth it, and you'll just end up just feeling defeated after the end of it. I'm so. hoping it might get a PS4 But if you ever do have point. an Xbox One... Yeah, there's no reason yeah. why I wouldn't get moved, right? I don't know why it hasn't, to be honest, because it was made by Bluebird. Everything else they've had is released pretty much, hasn't it? Yeah. Like you said, all the other oh, stuff's been know. on like Switch and things, so... Yeah. I reckon it'll just come out soon. But then it was published by Lionsgate, and aren't they mostly Xbox? Oh, they are, yeah, I think they are. Oh. Which is well, annoying. Yeah. But if not, you could always watch a playthrough of it. You can always yeah, watch mine. I'm going to upload the second part if you want. <laughs> okay. Watch Nikki freaking out over it. <laughs> and the second part's a bit uh, with the house in it, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I haven't uploaded that bit on YouTube yet. I've okay. actually forgotten to do that. But when I come to terms with what happened and deal with my stress from that day, I'll upload it on YouTube. Okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any facts because this is obviously one that I've just slid in there. So um, that's that's it. Nice. Uh, are we on to number three? I don't know where we are. Yeah, and number I, three. You're number I, it's three. my number three, yeah. Nice. I think so. So I've also got a copy of this to give away because I've decided that actually this game needs to be given away. Um, I'm, I'm sure loads of people played it, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and it scared the crap out of me. Um, my third, number three is Dead Space. Oh, oh nice I nearly put Dead Space on mine, but I didn't. So okay. it's good. I was convinced that you were going to have that, so I was waiting for the little, uh, <laughs> little noise. But I, had my, that I, haven't st- I had my finger primed, but no. <laughs> Um, so, just a little synopsis. Um, it's apparently set in the year 2508, um, and basically you start off on a ship watching a yeah, traveling towards another ship called the USG Ishimura, um, which apparently is translated as Stone Village. Um, and it's a starship designed to basically break up the ore and mine stuff from space junk, essentially. Um, you're part of a recovery group that has responded to a distress signal. Um, and I think your character has got some kind of link to someone on the ship, maybe a romantic link. Um, I didn't get that far into it, so I don't know, but I'm definitely going back to this at some point. Um, uh, it's a third-person shooter, um, futuristic thing, but it's definitely got a massive horror element to it um, because when you get onto the ship, you discover that, again, someone has been messing around with humans and making things <laughs> they shouldn't be doing. Damn it. Um, and loads of different... Um, creepy beings come at you in various different forms um right at the beginning i nearly quit the game because i was so annoyed at the jump scare that it put me through um because <laughs> you walk around the corner to your first save point and you see save point mm. and you see what you think is a dead alien yeah and then as you move towards it, it comes to life <laughs> and you dispatch oh, it quite fairly quickly but it's just like oh i don't if this is the kind of game it's going to be i don't know if i can handle it um, yeah oh, there's there's so many things about it that just weirded me out all the way through um like the whispering in the toilets which i had to ask because i didn't get far enough into the game i actually had to ask someone about that and i was like there were well, there was actually whispering in the toilets in the game right i wasn't just imagining <laughs> whispered <laughs> conversations um but apparently that actually feeds into the story later on um oh, and so it's just the art team have just done a really good job of this um there's just so many little like funny things um, like there's an advert that says where would you be without science or something along those lines and then there's just a pile of dead bodies underneath the advert um, <laughs> and it's just it's just things like that like that I really appreciate and the graffiti there's loads of graffiti scrawled on there and a lot of it is like relevant to the plot so it's telling you how to kill the monsters and stuff like that um, but there's also like lots of little like 
bits that you could imagine someone scrawling out of desperation, which really is nonsensical, but it's really cool. Um, and it's just the lighting is incredible. The soundscape is awesome. And I can play it, which is great. Um, so it's, <laughs> it, on, on the easy setting, it's doable, um, which makes me makes it makes it a fun game for me. But I just thought this was great. I was warned not to play it by Emma because um, she played it once when she was uh, living at a brother's house and got so freaked out by it on the Wii that she actually went home to her mum's and didn't stay in the house <laughs> overnight. <laughs> um, so she warned me not to play it, um, but I, li- I didn't listen and I played it and it freaked me out. Um, but I definitely want to carry on playing it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, so I have like two things that I really like about this game. One is a really wordy, like uh, nerdy work thing. Um, is the the UI in it is really cool because um, as you know, Dan, like your health and your meters and stuff are on the back of your character. Yes, which is really interesting. It's something like we go crazy for at my work, and we like study all the time. We're like, how can we do this really impressive thing? Um, it's got lots of like UI stuff where they play with the menus and stuff, but that little bit, like, it's all like within the thing, so you're like totally immersed in it, like the whole time. There's no like little bit of UI that kind of takes you out and makes you think, oh, I'm doing a game. It's fine. It's it's literally just like hell all the way through. Um, I really enjoy this game, but I I struggle. I can't do it like in more than I don't know, like half an hour bursts. And then I just like, nope, nope, right out of it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, it's a fun side story, is we had this game uh, back when we lived in Canada. I remember uh, Max was playing it from uh, Gotham 5. And he, I had to leave the room for some reason. I think I was on the phone to you or something, Nikki. And um, just from the other room, I could just hear this like... Every so often, there would just be this little shriek of just like <laughs> a noise that I don't think I've ever heard Max make before or since would appear. Um, and I just kind of had to keep picking my head and being like, "Are you are you okay? Like, what what is happening?" He's like, "It's fine. It's just the game. It's fine. I'm just gonna put it down for a bit, <laughs> like all the time." It's a really creepy game, but it's really good. Like you said, that oh, yeah. first jump scare is just like, "Oh, I'm safe. I'm just going off to the little save port," and then yeah. That I was guy. just like, that is just cruel by the developers as well, because yes. they know exactly what they're doing there. And it just sets the tone for the game from now on. But I hadn't even, like, the, the UI point that you made is just another clever thing that I hadn't really considered. But yeah, of course, it's amazing. Like, it's a really way, of, good way of incorporating it. And um, I played this on my PS3 in my hotel room when I was away for, for work. And God only knows what the people either side of me thought, because I was screaming, <laughs> shouting at the screen, and like talking to myself for Instagram as well. So they must have just wondered what the hell was going on. But it's just, I, I think my final post from that day was just me collapsed on the bed, just saying, like, I've had enough. I can't do any more of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. Um, yeah. And it's just, I think it's like, I'll, I will stop talking about it in a second, but uh, I think it's like easy without being too easy. So the things like that, I, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like power cores um, from Fallout. But it doesn't really tell you what they're for, and you find them, and then you work out that you can upgrade your weapons with them. So you upgrade your weapons with the next one that you find, but then it turns out you actually needed that to open the door. So, <laughs> so you have to like go around and find another one. And it's little things like that. I think are just really clever. Um, it's just such a good game. I remember I played like. I think it was like 20 minutes of this game. It was a similar thing, actually. I think my brother had this on the 360. And I remember picking up and playing it for about 20 minutes. I think I did something similar to Emma, where I was just like, no, no, I'm done. 
<laughs> and I don't think I've really played it again, to be honest. I don't know what it was. Maybe I've blacked it out. Like I've just, I've just can't remember <laughs> why I didn't play it. But it must have just fucked me up enough that I just never revisited it. I want to though. Maybe I will. But well, it's, it's coming your way. So if you want to, <laughs> you want to relive that. <laughs> if you just want to yeah. not give it away, <laughs> I might pass on that. I feel like that's going to happen with all these games. Like, we're just going to try these out for a bit, and then you'll we'll receive it in a few months. <laughs> Um, I only yeah, have two. F- I only have two facts for this. Um, that that it sold two million copies, which I think is quite a big number, by the nice way that they were talking number. about it. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of the people, one of the people that wrote about it said it's one of the best games of all time. Which I, I don't, I don't know whether I entirely agree with that, but it's certainly really, really good. Um, and also, there's two animated films and a comic series about this game that kind of fill in the gaps of the storylines between the various different Dead Space Two, Dead Space Three. And all the different versions of it. So I thought that was quite interesting. I didn't know that they had any like of that kind of stuff outside video games. That's cool. Yeah. Um, nice. And the Wii, the Wii version uses the uh, Dead Space Extraction, which was actually pretty cool to the first one, uses the Wii speaker to freak you out even more. Oh, um, I hate that Wii speaker. It's always <laughs> the worst thing. I hate it. I don't know Even like Zelda, that. like who was it? Twilight Princess and Midna would come through. That used to freak yeah. me out enough. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it, it, sometimes when you've got an older controller, it doesn't sound so scary. It's just annoying because it's really tinny. <laughs> yeah. um, but I know for that game, for Dead Space Extraction, it's freaky. So. Cool. Nice. Um, so that's my number three. Awesome. It's a good number three. Yeah, like I said, I almost put it, and then I was like, no. It freaks me out too much. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. So that leads us to... Steph, is it your number two? It is my number two. I get confused. You... It's fine. We're there. Um, so my number two <laughs> is uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Ooh. Okay. Um, so this game uh, was... It was originally released in 2010 on the... PC again. I didn't realise I've now gone like PC only. But um, it's now on the PS4 and the Xbox One, I think. Um, the main plot of it is you play as a young man named Daniel. Um, <laughs> Daniel wakes up in the like empty and dark place of a castle uh, with no real memory about like how he got there. The only thing he remembers is that he used to live in London in Mayfair because he's a fancy bitch um, and that something is hunting him. Uh, and you kind of start with this note written to yourself that informs you that you've deliberately erased your own memory and you're being hunted by um, a shadow. And it basically tells you to just go further into the castle to find and kill an evil baron. Um, and then kind of as you're exploring the castle and stuff, you learn more about like what's happened to you in the mysteries and you know like what the hell you're doing there. And you've got like flashbacks and visions and all sorts of creepy stuff. I think this is like one of the scariest games I've ever played. Um, It's the worst, um, which is why I put it in here. Um, it's uh, it's one of those games where you can't fight anything. You've just kind of got to run around and hide. Um, and the worst thing about this is it kind of like is a really weird balance that you've got to do. So because you've got no weapons and you have to hide, the main thing you have to take care of is like your health and sanity levels. Um, so every so often you'll be chased by like a monster or something and you've got to like hide in the dark so that the monsters can't see you because they can't see in the dark but the moment you turn like your light out or that you're in a really dark space um your sanity levels like start tanking so you're kind of like always balancing with like 
okay, I've got to be in the dark so I'm safe, but then also if I'm in here for too long, then I'm going to go crazy and die. So I've got to go out every so often. So you kind of can't do that whole thing where you leave a really nice safe distance between the like enemy walking away or leaving you alone. You kind of have to like wait just enough time where he just turns around and then you just got to kind of like run past him. Um, and the enemies are weird, creepy baby men. Um, oh, no. Really... no, no, no. <laughs> I don't really know how to describe them. They're like, I, they're, I, yeah, potato they're like, men. Yeah, they're potatoey men. They're like white creatures. They're quite long and squidgy, and some of them don't have any jaws. That sounds horrible. <laughs> and then most of them don't have jaws. Yeah, most. I don't know. They're just weird. They're horrible to look at, and they chase you. It's not something you want. Um, I don't think there's like lots of weird little bits as well that you have to do there's like the very very close to the start you've got to get across some water that's in the game by like hopping like running towards um like crates that are floating in it that you've got to stand in but there's like an invisible monster in the water uh and you just kind of see these splashes like running towards you every time you go into the water to move to the next crate and it's just a lot of that it's just a lot of really intense like little puzzles that you've got to solve while also trying to avoid being murdered by potato men. Um, it's just it's just not a very nice game, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the cupboards. I hate games where you have to hide in cupboards. There's something really scary about it, because like once you're in there, and then you then hear like footsteps, and you just don't know if they're going to open it. Because I think in this one, they can open the cupboards, right? Like, if they sense you're in there. Yeah, if they I'm see you go sure in there like out. too slow, then yeah, they can open yeah. them. There's um, something scary about that because it's the whole not being able to fight it, right? Like we were saying earlier, like you can't fight, you just have to hide. Oh, just no. Yeah, I think the worst thing about this game is it really plays on that feeling that you get when you're like a kid where you're like, oh, if I just hide, then it'll be fine. Like I can hide from monsters because it kind of just makes you feel like that. Like, you know, you think like, oh, it's fine. I can't fight them. I wouldn't dream of fighting them. I'm just going to hide from them. And it just makes you feel like that. So you feel even worse because you just kind of get taken back to being like, I don't know, five and hiding in cupboards and things from... So is it like the video game equivalent of putting the duvets over your head, basically? Is yeah, that... kind yeah. of like that. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. But it plays with the fact that you have to do that. But also sometimes it's not safe with the doobie over your head, which is even oh, worse because no. you're like, I'm safe in this cupboard, but that's when the like whole um, sanity level thing comes in because it's like, well, you can't stay in here forever because it's just going to make you go it weird. Like pushes and, you out. Yeah, makes you like leave again. So yeah, it's not it's not fun. Um, pushes it, you into the arms of the potato baby. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have to say, it's a fun game to play with a group of people. I think that's mostly how I've played this. I've not really been brave enough to play very much of it by myself at all. But I think I've played pretty much to the end with friends at various points in time because you kind of, even watching it is quite fun and you get quite into it. Um, and we've done a couple of sessions where you've had like somebody controls a mouse and then the other person controls like um, AWSD, like the movement. So you're kind of tag teaming it, which makes it a little bit difficult, but also quite funny. Um, I feel like we did that. We did we do did that, Nikki. It was uh, in a dark room. It was scary. I think that's why you've forgotten it because it was terrible <laughs> idea. Compartmentalized it in your head. So I, you don't have to yeah, worry about I it remember anymore. bits of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember bits of it, and I feel like doing the tag team thing was not working in our favor. Um, I feel like we, we would, felt like we were in it together when we did it like that, but really we were just walking in circles. Yeah, um, but it was quite scary. I love games that 
are horror games where you can only run away because I think it suits my skill set really well because <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbish at aiming at stuff and shooting. Um, but I find even as much as I love it, I always find there's a point in the game where I really just want to get out a gun and just try having a shot at it because I can't get away from it. So yeah, it's like yeah. um, uh, Outlast, for example, is that kind of thing where you just you gotta just keep moving and hiding and not get caught and it's really scary. Yeah. And they just keep finding you and there's nothing you can do about it. You just gotta either die or carry on running. Yep, just um, get to that end. It's fine. Everything will be fine at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it also helped that that tactic also helped me through the that the bit that I kept getting stuck on on Resident Evil Five, which was the opening scene. And then I, I my I realised that actually I couldn't kill them all. So the best thing to do was run and that was the how I managed to actually pass the first level. So nice. <laughs> See, yeah, it sometimes does work. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. the same. I prefer like being able to run although it is quite scary hiding from stuff like i just the like whole because i'm so scared of most of these games the idea of trying to do anything that involves any kind of skill when i'm at like this level just i just can't do it so the idea of just being like it's fine i'll just go to the cupboard and everything will be safe in there and i don't have to worry about it that's good um yeah it's it is a good game but it is also just creepy as hell I feel like I might want to play it actually. Yeah, I don't it's know if it'll do me any favors, but it sounds really good. <laughs> it's definitely worth trying for sure, but um, yeah, it's a little bit scarring, I think. Not that I've played it in a few years, so I'm not quite sure how it compares up to like Layers and Fear and stuff. I guess it's a little bit different. I think it's a classic. I think it'll always be like one of those ones that's like Dead Space as well. It's just it's just a classic good horror game. Um, and one thing I'd probably recommend is just Googling the enemies in Amnesia first before you play it, because I feel like that will sort of soften the blow. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a scaredy cat, just make sure you know what you're going up against before you start yeah. playing the game. Yeah, that sounds like It would probably help with the shock factor when it comes to running towards you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good one. Because um, they are quite naked looking as well. That's always a shock. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Outlast. You just yeah. s- naked men everywhere. Yep. Especially yep. when they're running at you. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, I have a fact about the uh, the creepy potato men. Um, and the fact that they're various different names. So apparently, they're never actually named in the game, which is why we have developed names like this. Um, but so have everybody else, apparently. So, like, every YouTuber that plays it comes up with their own name. Um uh, anyone that plays a game so some of the famous ones are the smaller ones um, people have named Mr. Face or <laughs> m- Mr. Flappy Jaw um, that's a good one <laughs> someone else called one Amy Smart don't know why um, so, or Mr. Struts which I quite like <laughs> does strut yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also I think PewDiePie calls them bros um that was like a famous one that got through and then there were bigger brutes which are called Mr. Tall inventive um, but Mr. Tall is also named Britney Spears, someone named him Britney Spears <laughs> and Moose Man is some of the names that these monsters go by I love I think- that fact so much because it just goes to show that if you've got enough followers you don't have to put any thought into anything because you can just refer to them as bros and that becomes a name of this creature exactly <laughs> this goes on a fact site as well that you can Amazing. find <laughs> um, some other facts I have is that um, 
near the very start of the game, apparently there's a hole in the ceiling in one of the rooms uh, that you can get to by stacking a bunch of boxes next to the hole and you can go through the hole. Um, and in there is just a sign that says, Hala, which is Swedish for hello. <laughs> which I'm not even sure if they're actually Swedish, but apparently it's in there. Um, and my last fact is that... Um, during the time that the developers uh, frictional games were making amnesia for about a month or two nobody got paid they weren't like wow. paid to work um so it turns out they're really impressive that it turned out as nice and polished as it did considering they had like motion capping and stuff for the potato men um and things like that that are really expensive to do um but yeah they just didn't didn't get paid which That's is a, a sign of love, love yeah, yeah, working not getting paid <laughs> isn't that illegal no, well, I think if you're making it, you can decide whether you get paid or not. Oh, that's true. As long as they didn't have like an office full of people, it's like we're not just gonna we're not gonna pay you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna see that. how this sells if as to whether you get any money or not. <laughs> Put all your faith in the potato men, friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it did it did so really well and they've made like a sequel which is like machine for pigs which i've never played um but i don't think it's quite as good apparently it's supposed to be just as scary but i think the charm of the original one isn't quite there but i haven't actually played it so it could be just as good um yeah that's my short sweet number two of amnesia nightmare fuel yes i'm gonna definitely play that and definitely regret it well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be just please don't like i don't want emma calling us just being like what have you done <laughs> no she won't ever blame anybody for anything that i do she knows it all comes to me so don't worry <laughs> uh so my number two um mm-hmm. i think is a bit of a cop-out on my behalf however i can't do a top five survival horror and not include this game because it is about surviving and it's got plenty of horror aspects. It just so happens to be one of the best-selling, widely lauded games of all time, which is Last of Us. I, I couldn't do this list without oh, including it. Nice. Cool. Um, you haven't made the sound, which means you didn't do the cop-out, um, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go for Last of Us. Um, I one almost one. feel like I don't need to explain this, because uh, I guess it's in most people's sort of um, scope of gaming knowledge i guess you both played it played it right yeah we talk about this quite frequently as well this is yeah. one of our favorites it's so good as a game yeah yeah i thought I'd, i thought i'd heard it but i hate presuming stuff um so yeah that's good um yeah i couldn't not include it because it's it definitely scared the crap out of me um but it's also uh, a game that I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed and played to death and cannot wait for the sequel and love the extra dlc thing that i can't remember what it's called um but yeah, I just—it's just such a good game. I think it has the sort of the jump scares that you need, but it's also got the story, and it's clever, and it's visually beautiful, and it's stunning. And you've said everything I've said a million times, I'm sure. But it had to be on my list, so it's nice and short. But Last of Us is is in my top five without a doubt. It's always worth saying again how good this game is. Yeah, to be fair. I mean, it's just—it's just flawless, really. I think, like, I know not everybody loves it, but it's my kind of game. I love apocalyptic movies i love zombie movies it kind of combines the both um and it's just it's just great it's just so well rendered if that's the right word i don't know if i'm using the right technical stuff but yeah i just love it i can't give any more superlatives to it really (laughs) i think as well like the one thing about it is is what i love is like the the zombie design like the clickers i think 
so like I mean admittedly like the runny zombies because obviously there's kind of like running ones um they're kind of your standard zombies but when it comes to like the clickers for me like that's one of the scariest enemies in a game I don't know what it is maybe it's because there's some kind of real essence to clickers and the fact that like the reason it's kind of like based on like the real life cordyceps uh, parasite that it was on like a David Attenborough documentary once where basically like the ants and all the insects get taken over by this cordyceps virus and basically look like clickers in the way that all this like shitty mold comes out of their heads and doesn't that um, just make it a better game that it's kind of yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's like, just kind of based on something that's actually there yeah it's terrifying because it's real I think that's what got me is I was just like it's almost like because it's like fungus right and like you can relate to that it's yeah. not just like a potato baby running at you it's like <laughs> shit like that just looks horrifying like you can see it's still a person but they're covered in all this mushroom shit um i think it's amazing character design and especially the clicky noises they make just oh nightmares i mean there's there's so many points in this game where i jumped out my skin and put the, put it down and had to stop and it's probably not that scary to everybody but it, it did it for me like in terms of scares and it was also one of those games where I just got stuck on a bit and I just couldn't do it. And it took Will coming over, starting a new game and playing to that bit and playing through it for me to realise how to get past it, for me to actually get into the game further. And I was just like, I can't believe I got stuck on that. But that's a sign of a good game to me, I think. Like, it doesn't need to... Like, it's not overly complex in that I can't do it, but it's still got a bit of challenge to it. And, yeah, yeah just great. And it's not beyond the realms of possibility as well, which makes it even scarier, I think, because you oh, can... No. You can kind of picture a post-apocalyptic world that close to mm. our time, can't you? And it's just stuff like that, which makes it a bit depressing as well. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah, and it's so well balanced between that kind of really kind of jump-scary horror bits that are in there and then also not relaxing, but also this like really cool story, like a narrative that goes through the whole thing. So it's like you want to carry on for that even though yeah. there are bits where you're like, oh, fuck, I can't do it anymore. I can't I can't creep around these stupid clickers anymore. Like, I can't be eaten by another one. It's just awful. And it creates characters as well, like characters that you can, like, I, I want to say relate to because I can't think of anything else, but you just, you feel for them and you yeah. want to see how they progress. And sometimes you hate them a little bit, but that's okay. They're almost like family, which sounds really sad. <laughs> but it feels like it's that kind of, like, sort of attachment to them. And it's just so well created, like, I, I think it's gonna. I think it's put them in a really perilous position for the second one because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like it's gonna have to be really flawless for it not to get criticised. I think because the first one is just so good, um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure yeah. they'll do the job. Yeah, hopefully. I think as well. Like one thing I have with the game is it was I struggle to play horror games alone sometimes. I do even feel like that's why streaming I think is a bit of a godsend at the moment for me because it allows me to not feel so alone. But Last of Us was one that I just attempted to just go fully on my own, fully solo. And I like it because you have the versions where you're above ground. Everything's fine. It feels kind of like a zombie game, not too bad. And then it has the drastic bit where you suddenly start going underground, where it all just feels so different. I remember there was times where I'd be playing Last of Us like into the evening and then I'd suddenly sort of get to one of those darker bits and I'd just go, no, I'll do this tomorrow (laughs) because like it just gets, it suddenly just gets really terrifying and I think what you're saying about the characters as well being quite important is I think it made me quite attached to to Ellie because of the fact that she was there because obviously like when you're alone in a game it's more scary and so I liked having like another person there because otherwise I'd shit myself more I like all the little moments where they're chatting to each other Um, yeah it's just unnecessary but makes it better do you know what i mean it doesn't need to be there for the game to be good but it's just a nice little touch and i love little things like that 
yeah, yeah. Just so good. Yeah, I've got a feeling like that. all the facts I've got you probably heard before, but I have got some. Go for it. You never know. Um, do you know the number of the number of times Ellie says the F word? Have you said yes. that before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was fifty-three. Good. Good. <laughs> I might just ask these questions actually. Um, <laughs> what? Quiz. Little quiz. <laughs> oh, damn, I don't have the quiz drop ready. Um, what uh, zombie animal were the creators supposed to put into the game? An elephant. Correct. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One point for you. (laughs) Uh, Was the likeness to Ellen Page intentional? No. 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 They changed it, right? They changed Ellie's face after people kept on pointing it out in their, like, test demo or something. Can you tell me one of the Easter eggs in there? (laughs) I feel like I've turned this into a game show. Um, Any of the Naughty Dog Easter eggs that you remember? Mm. There's a Jack and Daxter doll somewhere. That was the one I was going to say, but I just wondered if you had any of the other ones. That I think there's an opposite one where it appears in Uncharted, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Good. Wow, you do know the facts on this really well. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you spoken about this game? A <laughs> few. Okay, uh, and because I like football, uh, what shirt is uh, Joel's daughter wearing in the photo? This it's, I don't think we know. And Oh, it's... um. Uh, it's a oh, national it. team, so you can choose it a country. Is, uh, I can't think of the word. It begins with A. It does. You're right. So it's a country uh, beginning Argentina. with A. <laughs> yeah, that's well. That was a complete guess. Are you serious? Yes, it's a nod to one of the art directors. I think who's Argentinian. I can't remember. I to be fair, there's not that many that. countries that start with A. I don't think. No, it would have been that or Australia, I guess, or Austria. <laughs> that's true. Or let's not play I'm this so game. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> we start naming them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now if it was Aruba that would be really special I think uh, <laughs> yeah so I, yeah, I feel like again like you've obviously spoken about it way more than I realised you had um, but I couldn't I couldn't leave it off because to me it, it does everything so well yeah. that I'd want from a horror game and actually it's probably a little bit more bearable in some ways than some of the ones I've chosen and some of the other ones I've played and it's, it's scary but it has a purpose I think you said that um, in a roundabout way and that's, that's what I like about it I think I'm getting scared for a reason I want to be scared because I want them to get through do you know what I mean yeah definitely yeah. cool that's my number yeah. two nice I'm sorry that that's no, a good choice you're, you're no I think it's good actually that you've already <laughs> spoken about it because it just meant that it was with sharing love a little bit more there and it's not me just telling you about a game that's based on a 2000 or trying to make you feel like a 2000s horror film like I was earlier <laughs> <laughs> and yet we love that so it's fine <laughs> Nikki, is this so? Is that our number one? It is our number one. Do you want to do the honors? Oh my god! No, you can do the honors. Oh really? Thanks. Um, So our number one is Silent Hill. Oh okay. Kind of. Okay, Uh, so Silent Hill one. (laughs) Oh, you press the sound? No. Well, what one have you got? We're going well, to be really specific and go with one. So okay, if you have in that any case, other... don't press the sound and I'll, right. I'll talk about it. Oh, it's fine. It's then. fine then. <laughs> Silent right. Hill 1. We'll just talk about Silent Hill, the first one. Silencio Hill. Um, it was uh, released in 1999, back on the PlayStation. Um, and we follow Harry as he searches in a creepy-ass town for his daughter that he lost. That I'm pretty sure got out of the car and just ran away because Harry is a terrible driver. Yeah, um, bad dad of the year award. Right, he's awful. He just crashes the car with his daughter in it, and then she disappears. And then you pretty much spend the entire game searching for her. Um, yeah, 
It's uh, I I think Silent Hill when it came out especially, and it still kind of holds up now. But it's like a good more emphasis on like character and story again, like we were kind of saying with Last of Us, right? It's like there is creepiness to it, and it is really like it is a horror game. But because you've got a little bit more story and character to it, you kind of are always a little bit more inclined to just keep going, even though you're really scared. Yeah, yeah the story is very good. And I think we, well, this was our number one in our video game movies, wasn't it? It was. So obviously the movie kind of followed this game. We've never technically spoken about, well, no, I think we actually have spoken about this game, but it doesn't matter because we're going to speak about it again but yeah the story is really really good it differs a little bit from the movie but um i was going to kind of do a little bit of a synopsis to the story or at least try to because it is one of those games that's kind of confusing i tried to put all the most important bits in this little paragraph that i'm going to read now Uh, i'm sorry if i lose anyone (laughs) but so what it is is obviously as we said harry loses his daughter cheryl and he basically is exploring Silent Hill looking for her. But then he realises that there is a darkness that's transforming the town into a literal nightmare. And all the inhabitants have basically disappeared. There's a woman called Dahlia who seems to have crazy powers, or at least says she does. She then reveals that she manipulated Harry into catching the girl, who was actually an apparition of her daughter, Alessa, who he kept like seeing and chasing around and failing to catch. So... Harry then demands to know Cheryl's whereabouts. He discovers that seven years earlier, Dahlia conducted a ritual to force Alessa to birth the cult of Silent Hill's deity. So then Alessa survived being immolated. I think, I don't know if that's a word, but immolated because her status as vessel rendered her immortal. While her mental resistance to the ritual caused her soul to be basically like torn apart, prevented the birth of this disgusting deity, but one half of her manifested as Cheryl, whom Harry and his wife then adopted, and then Dahlia had then cast a spell to lure Cheryl back to Silent Hill, while Alessa was imprisoned in this disgusting, dirty hospital, uh, and went through horrible agony as a result of all of her injuries. So, with Alessa's plan thwarted and her soul rejoined, the deity is revived and then possesses her, and then the game kind of ends there there's different endings uh depending on what will happen but that's the kind of gist of it it's very confusing i tried to sum it up as simply as possible but i don't think anybody needs to play it now yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's the synopsis well the thing is it's basically the movie so yeah. if anyone's seen the movie yeah. that's the game so you end up finding out that you've adopted like a cult demon baby yeah well yeah. sort of mm. kind of it's, Half it's of sort of like cult that demon baby it's similar to the I've movie. Away from this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Basically, got the cult baby, and then she gets lured back, and then you've got to deal with it. So, <laughs> you've got to deal with your daughter's birth. Get to it, Harry. Um, I was going to say, it's not, it's not her fault, really, is it? But, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I think what, that's, that's one the of the story things of I always remember about this game is like the map and having to navigate the map always adds a little bit of like panic to it because you're kind of because it's kind of a game where you have to navigate weirdly like it's not something you would think you have to use a map a lot for this game but it's actually quite like puzzly in that sense but there's always like this panic that you're going to get attacked or have to deal with something creepy but then you also just got to stare at this map for a while and work out what the hell you are in like whatever building or where you are in the town I always i like the map but it's also like the worst it is the worst yeah, I, yeah, no, that is that's a fair statement. I think 
it's just one of those things where it's there and it's good for certain reasons, but it's actually quite restrictive and yeah. annoying at times as well. Yeah. And also, I think it's like because Harry is such a normal man, like he's not some superhero guy that just like dive rolls and shoots while backflipping. Like he has terrible aim and he doesn't run very fast. You never really like outrun enemies. It feels like you're always like just outrunning them a little bit. Like he just feels really normal, which makes him feel like it's more scary because you're like yeah. just been plopped. Poor little Harry just wanted to go for a nice drive. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and he's not like yeah, he is that just that normal guy, and he's not like a sort of athlete superhero or anything like. That. He's just like a a dude. Yeah. Just yeah. Dude yeah. driving a car mm. with a Not demon baby. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think as well. Like the whole like the fog makes it a bit more confusing. Oh, but I think absolutely. that was one of the mm. things that gets me every time. There's fog in the world in real life. Just no. Yeah, makes me worried about demons. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but we found out. That I mean, I'm just going to quickly just go into this fact that that fog was actually done to cover up, like gaming issues, wasn't it? Yes. I remember we spoke about this before. Yeah, the like the fact that the because it was all early 3D like polygons and stuff, um, and it was difficult to render really far in the distance without being really heavy and stuff. They just covered everything with fog, which is yeah. ingenious, but also made it like the quintessential thing that you now think of when you think of. Uh, Silent Hill, which is it really worked cool. for them. It really yeah. did. Yeah, and at least it, it was, was like um, a, yeah. an edit. Sorry, at least it was like an edit or a change that made sense. Uh, like, yeah. Unlike just having a black sky in Tomb Raider because they couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it, it really worked for the aesthetic, and it's obviously carried over, which is really good. Um, so that little that little blooper worked well for them. Um, but I think for me, one of the reasons why. I mean, obviously, we did have to choose our number one, a game that we both played. And I think we both agreed that Silent Hill was one of those ones that will always be an amazing classic horror game. It may not do so well today when you look back on it. The voice acting, questionable, and the graphics, you know, it was it was 1999. But it's still just one of those classics, I think, that is still scary no matter what. And has scarred me for life, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the voice acting is also better than Forbidden Siren on a PS2, which is the generation after it. Um, and I have never seen or heard voice acting worse than that. So yeah. <laughs> That's good. Do you have any facts, Nikki, that we haven't done already? Um, so one of my facts is about the music, which I think I've spoken about before. The music at the beginning of this game will always stick with me as being the most haunting and weird music I've ever heard, especially as a young child. It was just disturbing but it worked so well so the music was done by Akira Yamoka uh, apparently the style of his compositions was influenced by Twin Peaks composer Angeli oh I can't even say his name Angelo Badlimetti I did not think about that long name when I put it in my fact list <laughs> um, and they, he wanted to do it to differentiate Silent Hill from other games as much as possible and to give it a cold rusty feel he opted for industrial music basically like industrial style music which I think worked really really well for how weird it sounded. Mm. Uh, apparently, as well, when he presented these musical pieces to other staff members for the first time, they misinterpreted the the sound as a game bug. So I think they thought it was <laughs> not really working. Wow, how depressing for him. Poor guy. <laughs> it's like, is it broken? <laughs> He's like, no, this is the music. <laughs> oh, 
Oh. <laughs> but they obviously put it in once they realised what he was going for. And then they mm. were like, okay, see what you're doing there. <laughs> see what you laid down. Let's just give it a go. And I think it worked well. It obviously scared people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, um, have you got any? Yeah, I'm, I've kind of got one that combines with that. The, the sound designers that did... Um, other random things in the game was that they intentionally randomized different sounds to keep the players on edge during the game. So people hear crying, screaming, breathing, whispering, and footsteps at during Thanks any time that. while playing. <laughs> um, and apparently nothing necessarily <laughs> triggers any of these sounds, which means that players never know like why they're being set off. So it's like, normally you know, like, oh, if I hear this noise, it'll mean there's an enemy. But actually it just just means nothing there's just Lovely. noises yeah apparently the worst That's one disgusting. is a pig squeal which oh no i know mm. <laughs> sounds horrendous <laughs> um the other terrifying fact i found about this and i can't remember if we talked about this before or not but apparently silent hill is based on an actual town yep true. yeah yeah <laughs> in century of pa yeah. which was like a coal fire that went wrong it caused um mines in the city to be covered engulfed in an endless state of flames and ash oh, yeah i can't there remember are... if the movie was actually filmed there or not ah that might be a thing i think because it's like people still live there many elderly um and apparently in the 1990s the town was condemned because of the fires but people were like no i'm i'm still staying and they refused to leave um yeah and they said like fine you can live here until legally until you die but apparently they also don't take kindly to visitors so <laughs> sounds like Silent Hill. It does. So if you arrive there, you might have an unpleasant experience. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, it does actually yeah, sound like that. it is a yeah. true story. Like the way you read that, yeah. I was just like, okay, so this is not a game. <laughs> this is actually happening. Yeah. What is going um, on? And one, my, of, the, uh, one oh. of the other reasons. Sorry, no, go on. No, I was going to say my last fap, so you carry on. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say one of the other reasons that I was going to mention that, Dan, is because I know you watched Ghost Adventures, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> they went there. Oh, do they? Did they? Yeah, Ooh, that, sure that one I've not seen, so I have to go and have a look. I have to try and sort that one out. That's what I'm, gonna I'm be pretty doing sure because <laughs> it was quite scary, and I think that's why I remembered it when I read about it because I was just like, "Oh God, like this is the real life Silent Hill." Yeah, oh, definitely check that. That's out. terrifying. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be searching for that like yeah. straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Steph, what's your other fact? My last fact to bring us all up from that was that um, apparently in the Silent Hill demo that was included in the official US PlayStation magazine demo disc, number 16 to be specific. Um, there is a number of unused early artwork placeholder images found in the game's files. One of these is an option screen which is, contains a group of Japanese women posing naked. And the other is a <laughs> save and load screen of naked women lying on a hospital bed. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my fact. Nice. Naked women everywhere in Silent Hill. Because that's what you think of when you think of Silent Hill. Naked babes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's everything for my, num- my set. Anyway. I don't have any more facts, but I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's quite easy to know why we picked this one, really. It's just a classic and a good one. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, I think it's a good choice. So, so, what is your number one? <laughs> so, my number one is Silent Hill 2 in brackets, Silent Hill the series, because I can't decide which one I really like the most. Um, so, I, for me, Silent Hill is what I want in a horror genre, and I think that, for all the reasons you stated, it is the best 
horror franchise that exists currently. Um, I think Silent Hill is great. I think Silent Two is Hill Two is the best one. I think Silent Hill Three is great. I like Silent Hill Four, the 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 room, and I also really want to talk to you about Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii because you said you were going to talk about it. I don't know if you covered it in the movie one because I haven't got to that episode yet. In which case, if you have, we won't talk about it. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about our experience with Silent Hill Shattered Memories. But it played. was fun. We both played it because we went we went to game and decided that one day we were gonna just buy some horror games or silly games to play and we picked that one. So we can definitely talk about that later. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I I kind of thought that you might not let me choose Silent Hill the whole series because that's a bit greedy. Um, you do so... what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I opted for Silent Hill too. Um, I just feel for me it slightly edges the first one just because it slightly suits my ability on a games console more than the first one i found the first one incredibly difficult to play when i first got it because i wasn't that good um i still persevered with it and i've since gone back and played it again and found it much easier unlike another game that i I won't mention later um but uh but yeah for me silent hill 2 is the epitome of it uh for pyramid head and for everything else that it brings into it and just just yeah it's just good um so the story basically because i've gone off track um, is separate it's not really a direct sequel to the first game it's almost a different story but revolving around the same sort of premise um, it's a guy called James Sunderland who goes into the town after receiving a letter um, written by his deceased wife saying she's waiting for him in Silent Hill um, he picks up another woman which is a bit dodgy who's very looks very similar <laughs> to his wife um, and uses her to help him discover the truth about her death um yeah it's third person and it's about finding items and solving riddles a bit more than combat um it's my kind of thing it's it freaked me out the first time i played it it freaked me out uh the last time i played it and it's probably going to freak me out when i play it again at some point this month um it's it's clever um the characters the the the, not the characters the, the bad guys the enemies are genuinely quite freaky um, and it just does a really good job of building up tension, I think. Um, yeah, uh, if, I, if I have to choose, I'm going to choose that one. But I, I genuinely like the first four games. And I also quite enjoyed Shattered Memories on the Wii. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm quite ashamed to admit that I always wanted to play Silent Hill 2 and 3 and four, I think. I can't remember how many there is. But I never actually did. I've read everywhere that Silent Hill 2 is one of the best Silent Hill games, but it's just one of those ones that I never got around to playing. And it's quite difficult because, obviously, like, once it's kind of in the past uh, and I don't have all, like, the setup and everything, like, I just probably won't get around to playing it. But, um, but yeah, I am ashamed to admit it. Silent Hill 1 was the only real one that I played. I did play Silent Hill Origins on PSP. Uh, yeah, and that was about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously Shared Memories. If you yeah. go back to Silent Hill 2 at some point, because someone gives you a PS3 or an Xbox 360, I think, the HD collection is worth getting. I think you can get it on Xbox One, actually, on the package. Oh, okay. The, um, I do, I do have a PS3. Yeah, okay. so I, I'm probably sure we should pick it up, to be honest. The HD um, remake is worth getting, and you get two and three in yeah. the same package. Oh, so nice. it's worth it. Oh, I'll have to do that then. Yeah, because yeah, it's always think... that thought where I forget that they do actually port these things. You can definitely get the, the remakes on PS Now, which I don't have, but I saw it there when I was trying to download it so I could stream it. Um, you can get it on PS Now, but I think you can actually buy it on the Xbox version of PS Now, whatever that's called. So it okay. is out there. 
on the later generation if you do want to go back to trying it. And I do thoroughly recommend it because I do think it just edges the first one. If they were to remake the first one, that might be different. Um, But as it currently stands in terms of versions that you can play, I think it's superior to all the others. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Especially like you said, it's got like the classic enemies and stuff like that. And the first one, although it's very close to mine and Nikki's heart, is... Like when you actually think about like navigating and the polygons and getting stuck on stuff and the weird oh, camera stuff, yeah, it was just awful. <laughs> like it's just little like tinted goggles that we have for that game. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've heard lots about the fourth one as well. The, room. the fourth one is brilliant. It was a, um, between yeah. if I had to choose, it was a toss up between two and four to be honest with you. But I kind of wanted to just say Silent Hill and just leave that. Yeah, <laughs> just <fair>. the entire <laughs> collection. Um, yeah, what I think. I'm, I'm saying this with no technical authority at all, but I think what they did with the first one was probably the limits of what they could do on that console. Um, and I yeah. think PS2 yeah. just opened up the next level for them and just allowed them to do a little bit better. And it just it just controls better, the story's better, the enemies are more tense. It's just it's just better, I think. Yeah. But I think it's not, not for lack of trying for the first one. It's just I think that's possibly all they could get out of the system, really. Yeah, the second one definitely looks like more polished. Like they kind of just took what they kind of built, like you said, on the first one as like a foundation and then just made all the improvements to it like where they should. And if they could just make some more. Yeah, that'd be lovely. With the original team. (laughs) That'd be great. I know you've got lots of persuasive power in the industry, so if you could just mention that a few times. (laughs) Completely. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, it's, it's for me, you stole all my facts, by the way, because I think we went to the same site because I was oh, going to tell you about Silent Hill and read it verbatim as you did. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, that I think this is what I want in a horror game. Um, Layers of Fear made me ask what could be achieved by that team in that vein, which is what yeah. PT was getting at, I think, really. Um, but yeah, I, for me, this is, this is near perfect. I think it's just what I want. It's, it's the right level for me. Um, other people might say it's not hard enough other people might say it's not scary enough but for me it ticks all the boxes I think nice I mean we can always just talk about shattered memories I want you to (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about the time you play shattered memories and and why it's stuck in your memory Um, I think for us it was just there were just so many things Um, (laughs) I think mostly just things like the controls, like, because, like, all of the... Now, I say all of them, and obviously I haven't played some of the those middle ones, but it's like, you can attack pretty much in all of them, right? Like, they're not... Yep. Yeah, but for some reason in Shattered Memories, no, you don't get that option. Yeah, you just especially, have to run, didn't you? Especially with the power of the Wiimote, where it's like the easiest point fire kind of device in your hand they could possibly give you. It's, and it's they were the, like, yeah, don't use it, just run. As close to they've got as they've got to a light gun so far, isn't it really, the Wii Remote, so... Yeah, exactly. But they were like, no, don't use it no. for that. <laughs> just use yeah. it as a radio slash running device. I feel as well like we were expecting something different. I think from us playing sort of going from Silent Hill 1, really not playing too much else and then picking up Shattered Memories thinking it was going to be like a certain way and then it not kind of being what we thought. It wasn't that it wasn't a good game. It was just a bit different from what we were used to. And yeah, the whole radio thing was fucking scary when it was like a telephone. I was not into that. That scared me. Um, And then I remember there was just the little people running yes. after you a lot that was scary little pink men everywhere yep. in the ice caverns like yes. 
yeah. I, I don't understand it. I yeah. don't understand it either. But uh, yeah, and and that's the that was the that was the part of the game where I was like probably more than any where I was just I just want a gun because I'm really yeah. annoyed at shaking them off my back every time they catch up with me. Yeah, I just want to shoot them. Um, but yeah, no, you can do. I didn't mind it. Um, I think maybe because I played a few more games and and there's a bit of distance between the first one and that one in terms of me playing it. But I can imagine if if you've only played the first one to then hit it on the Wii and just being frustrated with it, I can see where that frustration came from. And it took ages to get used to the Wii, the way that you move with the Wii remote. That was the, that was the most annoying thing for me. I could, just couldn't get the um, I couldn't get my my two thumbs to work at the right time. Um, and it just yeah, I just found <laughs> yeah. it quite frustrating. Um, but I did I did enjoy it. Uh, it just it amazes me how well that game holds its value. Um, it's really expensive on the Wii secondhand still, and it's not. I really? don't think it's amazing. It's still oh, it's not. It's not expensive. It's eighteen pounds for a second game, secondhand game. For quite a hard Wii to come game. across. Yeah. That's pretty pricey. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and but it does exist on the PS2. Um. And I'd quite like to play it on the PS2, but that's like forty quid. Um, so that's Ooh. a bit out of my bit out of my range, but yeah, it might yeah. be interesting on PS2. But I just wanted to hear what you said because the the way I heard you mention it in one of the episodes, I was like, oh, I need to know, I need to know what they, what <laughs> they thought of this. It brought us joy. It <laughs> did. I think yeah. we spent a lot of it laughing, which isn't the best thing you can think of when you're talking about a horror game, but it did bring us a lot of joy. I think between the pink men and the weird voices coming out of the Wii remote and just our expectations I think yeah but being in an ice kingdom was yeah, odd the ice king <laughs> but we played it for a while though we did quite a lot of it did, so yeah. we did enjoy it like you said it's not a terrible game I think it was just the expectation and then all the kind of combined things that happened it was I think just there was wine as well to be fair yeah that's fair it's quite a good I'd say it's quite, probably quite a good gateway into the games if you're not a particularly good gamer because mm, um, yeah. it, it doesn't require a lot like it's it's more sort of exploration than anything else isn't it I mean there is a bit of running um, but every good horror game needs you needs some movement <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I, I was just interested because I thought you might have just absolutely hated it but it sounds like you kind of just disliked it a little bit yeah I don't it was, that's a strong I think it was more just we just yeah expected something a bit different and it just yeah. brought us it made us laugh don't think we played it again after that but it was just a bit of fun I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. That's fair. Well, that's yeah, why it's nice, yeah. Nice that Silent Hill has kind of reigned supreme. Yeah, yeah. I was cool. really expecting Resident Evil to come up because I, I knew one of I remember hearing one of you talk about playing it as a kid. Was it? Nikki's the yeah. big yeah. Uh, Resident Evil fan. Yeah. I was going to reveal that I absolutely detest that game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well it depends what one I suppose what one I haven't I played the remake but the the original I just could not I could not get on uh, with the original I still can't I've gone back to it and I just can't get over walking linear, in a linear in a line towards the camera while trying to shoot it just it just feels really illogical to me and I know Silent Hill has got a bit of that mechanic I don't think it. you're the only one to be fair but yeah I just think everybody I think you you either love Resident Evil or you're just not that fussed about it I don't think there's a middle ground. Mm. <laughs> well, the Resident Evil 7. Resident yeah. Evil 7 is first person, so that'll help. Okay, nice. Um, I think Resident Evil 2, the remake, is third person. Yeah. But Resident Evil 2, I would, would recommend. It's, it's on my honourable mentions. Um, that's very good. I think if Resident Evil games continued, like Resident Evil 2 as well, then I think they'd be pretty good continuing on. Okay. okay. 
interesting. <laughs> the remake, obviously, not not the second one. Yeah, I need to try the remake because it might just free me up a little bit, and I might get what the fuck. Because I'd imagine the storyline is going to entertain me anyway. Because I'm, I'm easy with stories; they get me hooked quite easy. But I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't get on with the, the controls. For it, so. Story in the second one is better than the first one, in my opinion, as well. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah. Speaking of, we should probably do some honorable mentions. Yeah. Has anybody got any? Um, I got Evil Within. Um, I nearly nice. included it. Uh, but I really wanted to get obscure into it, because <laughs> uh, just because I, I I liked it way more than I think you should. Um, whereas Evil Within, I think probably gets enough critical acclaim as it is. Um, I actually the first experience of this game was me watching Will play it, um, and I just thoroughly enjoyed watching him play the game. Uh, and then I went and played it myself and found it a little bit more difficult because I'm not as good as him. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't actually played it, but I've always wanted to. It's really good with the scares. Um, it looks mm. better on PS4 than it does on PS3. I don't know what other um, platforms it's on. Um, but I, and I'm probably going to stream it at some point. Maybe tomorrow. Um, nice. But yeah, it's just really good. The storyline's um, cool. And it's again, it's just uh, a bit more... What's the word? A bit more cerebral than just people messing with people and them going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit. there's a bit more to it. It's a bit more about sort of... Um, stuff to do with the mind and, and a lot of it's oh I'm going to stop talking I'll give away <laughs> stuff but yeah it's a good game it's worth checking out and that was the only other one I had on my mentions because I was kind of hoping I might, might get away with four <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just need the one um, yeah, but fair. yeah I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed playing horror games this month and as long as I can play a game I'm generally quite entertained by it yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's fair. I think once you get into a game, it's difficult to be like, I hate this. I think there's only been like ever two games in my life where I've just haven't been able to play more than five minutes, and they were like just impossible to actually play. Like you just physically couldn't play them, rather than them being really bad yeah. quality. You know what I mean? Like I've never just yeah. switched off a game halfway through. I've always just either just never finished it or yeah I think that's fair very easy to find uh, Nikki any backups any honorable um, mentions so some that I've got are well it's the game Observer which I actually started playing recently because it was on Game Pass which is made by the Bloober team which is Layers of Fear and Blair Witch so this is I've only just started playing it so I haven't quite been able to sort of make my mind up about it yet but it's quite scary futuristic almost like Blade Runner meets a horror game which is interesting so yeah I'm playing that at the moment but it's quite good so far I've got Man of a Dan as an honourable mention because although it wasn't my favourite horror game in the world it was quite spooky the story was interesting I I enjoyed playing it through it was just a bit short and um, oh yeah yeah it I jumped way more than I should have done as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, for me, Man Down, there was too much voice, too much, like, personal, social life stuff going on, and there was, like, 5% of, like, the good horror stuff. I felt like that annoyed me a bit. But the actual scary stuff and the aesthetics I thought was really good. Um, and I've also got a game called Soma, which I'd recommend, Dan, in your okay. um, days of gaming, which is kind of a bit like Dead Space, in the way that it's very futuristic, the enemies are kind of similar, maybe. Okay. Um, very interesting, really cool story. So that's that's a good one. And another game called Oxenfree, which is actually like a platform indie game, which isn't what 
you'd look at it and you would not think that it's a horror game. It's kind of almost like a teen slasher in a weird platform game okay. where it's just, I didn't know what to expect. And I started playing it, not knowing it was going to be a spooky game. And then shit started going down and it really got to me. So that's also on Game Pass for anyone that's interested. But that's a really good one, I think, as well. Probably one I'll mention in another top five. Ooh. Nice. Somewhere down the line. Nice. But yeah, that's it. Awesome. Stuff. Um, I have a few. I'll just do them really quickly. Um, I've got Little Nightmares, which is a good puzzle platformer. Uh, that feels like you're in a Tim Burton kind of um stop motion animation thing. That's pretty creepy. Uh, little game. Um, Prey. Prey is really good. If you play Prey, it's uh everything in the world could be an enemy because it's all like mimics and stuff. So you're just oh, wow. constantly looking at paper like cups and chairs being like are you a thing do i need to attack you <laughs> it's awful but it's really good um and then dead by daylight which isn't that creepy but also will make you scared of your friends um i think because you kind of play it's like a multiplayer game where you play as like one player is the murderer and the rest are being chased by you like the guy um but it's quite intense um and my last one is the original clock tower which was on snes um which is a terrifying little point and click game uh it's just awful there's like i don't know random scissor men that chase you and you have to click on like doors and open them it's it's really creepy for a pixelated point and click game um, how does it relate to the ps1 game do you know uh, not that i've ever I, played that either but <laughs> i so i have a feeling the P. so i ever knew about the number three Okay. I'm not really sure about the rest of them. The first one is the only one I played. I remember reading a lot about the three. Um, I think the first one is because it's so different because it's like flat and 2D compared yeah. to the more like 3D world ones. Um, it's supposed to be like one of the generally like terrifying games of of just forever because it's so weird. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be very good. I'd like to just quickly mention as well, I don't know whether this really counts because it's more like an interactive story, but I am a massive fan of the Telltale Walking Dead series. Um, I don't like the fact that you have to pay for all the episodes um, individually, but that's just me being an old man. Um, But uh, yeah, I I really thought that was great. And I like the fact that it's um, in the universe, but not the same story that you're used to. Um, Yeah, I was was well impressed with that. And I'm probably going to stream that at some point this month as well, so... Nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. It's a good one. Cool. I feel like we have covered, like, all of the best horror games, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did a good job. Well done. High five. Well done. Awesome. Um, So, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I don't know how to end these things when I'm in control. Um, So... Just to um, summarise as well, obviously, someone very lucky will be getting Dan's copy of Dead Space and Obscure. Is that the one? Yep. Uh, On two different platforms, just to make it really awkward. Um, (laughs) But, yes. Starring the music of Sum 41 and Spam. I can't remember the name. (laughs) Spam, yeah. (laughs) Spam. Um, So congratulations to you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for our top five. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me. I feel very privileged and I have thoroughly enjoyed chatting about games with you. It's great. Yes. Anytime. It's been awesome. I'm very spooky. So now I feel (laughs) like I'm in the mood for Halloween. Finally. Yeah. I'm going to have some nightmares. So good. Good times. Mm. But yeah. That's Um, it. 
yeah, that's it. Um, do you want to do the normal bump, Nikki? Um, Dan, do you want? Um, have you got any like Twitter or anything for you, um, you guys over at uh, Real Ghost Stories? Yeah, probably should have pre-planned that, shouldn't I? Um, I'm always the same. Don't we're <laughs> on Twitter at Real Ghost Pod, and we have a podcast called Real Life Ghost Stories, which you can find on all the usual podcast places. Other than that, um, I have no idea where we are. Um, I'm 50p Movie Club on Instagram. Um, that's where you can see me post game stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's Perfect. probably all I've got to say. Nice. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter um, at Game Tour 5 or Nikki individually at what, Nikki? Uh, Elite Cat on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well when we do eventually stream. And hopefully I'll be streaming some more horror stuff soon too. Awesome. All right then, gang. Cool. <laughs> I'm not very good at hijacking this this episode, am I? I'm I just like, just okay. like, cool, we're done. All right, yeah. All right, Nikki's out. Nikki's done. She's <laughs> she's good. My my hosting days are over. I hope everyone enjoyed it while it lasted. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.